the number 603-283-6160. Coming up tonight, a newspaper has been raided by the police. We'll tell you yeah. where and why. It was a story that both you and I independently, Captain, brought in tonight. So that usually means we should talk about it. Indeed. Uh, and it actually, it's interesting. We were just talking about newspapers last week to a, a great extent here right. on Free Talk Live and how they're kind of on the way out and... Maybe they don't need to be replaced. Maybe we don't need to be so concerned about what's going to happen because decentralization is going to pick up the slack. So uh, we'll get into that coming up here. Uh, but uh, with you tonight, it's Ian. Beagless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. And uh, Captain, you in the last several weeks since the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Fork Fest, more specifically, have been promoting your new songs or the EP or extended play as uh, it is referred to, yep. a three-track album quote-unquote even though there's not a physical platter that you're releasing you did release the songs on a usb stick that's custom for it's got your logo on it the captain kickass logo uh the first place you made it available was at fork fest and pork fest the porcupine freedom festival this year you sold out i did yeah and they were custom branded for fork fest and pork fest limited in uh number yep and so the true fanatics were able to pick those up at that time. Since that time, the songs have gone online at CaptainKickass.com and all of the usual haunts for online music. Right? Spotify, Apple, et cetera, and so on. Mm-hmm. Deezer, I don't even know, Tidal, it's got the videos now. So basically, wherever you listen to music online, if you search Captain Kickass, you're going to find the tracks from Eleutheromania? Yes. Okay. Correct. Um, there's a new development, though. Well, so today... A uh, big day for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of the music videos have dropped Ooh. officially. Okay. Having seen them already, I I know they are quite good. Thanks. I thought they were good. Uh, I put in so much hard work. I mean, uh, not just me, but other people I involved and or hired, depending on the video. Former co-host Vincent here on Free Talk Live uh, was one of your editors. Yes. And he did the video editing for the song called It's Time, which features mm-hmm. the actual FBI raid footage <laughs> from here at this studio, the, the Free Talk Live studio. I hope more people can get use out of that because it is pretty wild footage. It, <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, it also features Pork Fest. The Porcupine Freedom Festival. I, yeah. I loosely refer to them as something like the the New Hampshire Porcupine Liberty Chorus or something along those lines. I, yeah. I change it up every time I say it because I've not settled on anything. But um, like this was literally an idea that I had. At Porkfest, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, I think Brian Becker was involved. Uh, a couple other people at Porkfest were involved. Uh, and what we did is we asked those folks participating in the Porkfest picture. Every year on Saturday, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is the probably the world's most popular libertarian festival, certainly the most popular libertarian camping yeah. uh, event, uh, with well over 2,000 attendees in the last few years each year. Uh, on Saturday, as many people as are willing, which is never the full amount. Right. It's you know several hundred usually, maybe up to a thousand. I think twenty twenty two, the official head count was like three thousand people. Right, but for how many were in the picture? Uh, half that maybe. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe like a thousand or so yeah. in, in the picture. But uh, at least hundreds of people come down to the main field, and it's sort of like a bowl. So like there's a there's kind of a semi hill that's that's going up, and people kind of stand on the hill in a large group, and they take a picture. So I asked those people participating uh, in the picture uh, if they would channel on We Will Not Comply mm-hmm. a few times. I brought some field recording equipment, 
you know, expensive recording equipment, multi-track stuff, microphones, mm. stands, that kind of stuff. And then I also brought a handheld field recorder because I just wanted two sources in case something happened to the one. Good idea. Okay. And uh, so, sure enough, every not everybody, but like, you know, a Some whole Some people bunch, refused to comply. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> but a whole bunch of people complied with yeah. we will not comply, <laughs> or at least chanting that. And so mm. we were able to not only record the audio with the right. field recording equipment and the handheld field recorder, but also we got several people to capture it either on their cell phones or on cameras. Okay. And then we also got, the reason I mentioned Brian Becker is because he had a drone out there with a camera on it. Nice. And he captured some really kick-ass drone footage, pun intended, uh, you know, of this actual thing going on. And so uh, the song is called It's Time. And, uh, you know, the the main line in it is you can't stop. You can't stop an idea whose time has come. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. at the end of it, it's of the video, it's the the drone footage and the camera footage of everybody going, we will not comply with repeatedly. And it's really cool. And yeah. like yeah. one of the reasons that I did that was because, well, we had the idea at Porkfest and we were already there at Porkfest with Porkfest attendees and Porkfest people and, right. and that kind of a thing. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool as like sort of a, uh, you know, I don't know, just a, I don't know, a recruiting tool, an advertisement, something to help Porkfest promote itself. Mm-hmm. If I were to release a music video, you know, made at Porkfest by Porkfest people featuring yeah. everybody at Porkfest. Sounds cool to me. And and I've been advertising that uh, in all of the chats and all of the Porkfest stuff right. and all that kind of thing. So uh, I've been sort of anticipating today. And so the first thing I do when the video goes live is I drop a link to the video in the uh, Telegram Porkfest attendee chat. Uh-oh, spammer! Immediately gets removed. <laughs> As being wow. off-topic. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, now, I don't you know. Were, uh, I mean, you didn't just drop into this chat to do this, right? You, you've been in the chat before. I mean, right? I, I've been talking about this. Yeah. I, I, the last thing I posted in this chat was... The video drops on August 12th. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like you just joined the chat for the first time, right. and then the first thing that came out of your it, digital mouth was, here's my music I've been advertising video. the EP right. in the chat yeah. and all this kind of thing, and no one said anything, mm-hmm. right? And so I just thought, hey, I'm just going to drop this link in here because it's called the Porkfest Attendee Chat. Mm-hmm. I figured mm-hmm. this is You've where attended. the attendees post things yeah, yeah. to chat about, about Porkfest. Sure. Seems completely on topic to me. And so it gets removed as being not on topic mm-hmm. i get uh by uh somebody whose uh telegram name is bitcoin bum uh, i know who they oh, are really? they, they revealed themselves to me privately but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna dox anybody because okay. i'm that courteous wow um and so I, I get a i get a response like hey uh you know i don't know if you know me but i run this site over here and you know blah 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 mm-hmm. what i've done is i've moved it to the off topic chat <laughs> okay and i'm like that is beyond lame mm-hmm. right this this video was made you know by pork fest attendees for pork fest attendees uh you know please put it back uh and nothing occurred i got no response they were real quick to take it down i mm-hmm. mean within minutes wow if that like it might have been up there for like two minutes tops that's crazy before it was removed and so i responded i waited two minutes because that's how long they waited for me i didn't hear a reply i didn't get a read i didn't nothing mm-hmm. so i go back to the regular chat and i'm like apparently you know, and I just described everything that I've told you. Right. right? Apparently, my uh, on-topic video is off-topic, uh, to which, of course, I got responses from both Constance and uh, this Bitcoin bum uh, as well, saying, Constance oh, well, blah, is blah, blah, the blah, 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 organizer blah. of the Porcupine Freedom Festival this coming year. Yeah. 
So I was just like, you know what? I've had enough. I, I'm i done listening to you guys. What was the rationale from them? I mean, I just... What- I, the the thing... So I got... Uh, you know how people leave voice messages instead yeah. of text? So the first message I got privately from mm. Bitcoin Bum was in text. The next one I got was a voice message mm-hmm. saying that, well, the purpose of the Porkfest attendee chat is for... It's more for like what's coming up this year at Porkfest, not oh for what God. already happened. And I'm okay, like, so they won't how, ever post the picture did, then. How did... Like, how did they, like, what if I plan on performing live at Porkfest this mm-hmm. year, right? Like, how can you make the assumption that what I'm posting has no relevance to the future Porkfest? It's ridiculous. First I mean, of it's... all, first of all, this video wasn't even available to post yeah. until today. Right. It just dropped today. Uh, just the micromanaging. You know, I so. Mean, it's it's I, absolutely I, ridiculous. I, am I butthurt about it? Sure. Yeah, it sucks. It, you know, it, 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 you know. You're it, a paying into attendee of this event and you I've went gone out the of last, your way. I don't know, three years or whatever, right? Yeah, you went out of your way to include it in your media production and you thought it would be cool to share it with people. And I like, mean, it doesn't earn you money or no, something like the, that. Yeah, if this something watches your video. If anything, you know? if anything, it's more of an advertisement for Porkfest. That's Fest what I'm saying. Yeah. Than anything else. The largest freedom festival, at least camping festival, yeah. that I'm aware of, right? And so, like, I, I don't want to seem ungrateful. I am extremely grateful to everybody who participated in the video, to right. everybody that helped, to everybody that provided footage, to everybody that even attended the premiere uh, that I had and at Porkfest. And those Fork people Fest. have nothing in common, likely, with the people organizing the event. Right. I'm just going to guess. That the people who organized the event did not help you with this. Not at all. In fact, they are now working actively against you by censoring your content. And like here I am, like probably one of the biggest fans, right? I've put together a professionally shot, a professionally Mm -hmm. edited music video containing nothing but like advertising, if you will, for Porkfest or at least showcasing the people at Porkfest, what happens at Porkfest, the spirit of Porkfest, if you will, which is supposed to be freedom yeah the appropriate thing to do would at the very minimum be to simply allow it and do nothing but the appropriate thing to do would be to copy the link and post uh, post it from an official pork fest channel and say hey look at this cool thing one of our attendees made at pork fest that would be the right thing to do in the circumstance and, and i suspect that they have done that for some things which makes me wonder oh, not for me like if it was some other artist mm-hmm. some other you know if somebody painted like a, a you know a, a painting of the pork fest photo from two years ago or whatever it was a year ago even 2022 and posted that in the pork fest chat are they going to take that down i don't know you know so my point is is that like if it was some other recording artist I'm not going to name any names, but yeah. you know who these people are that like Porkfest loves, mm-hmm. right? There's a certain uh, uh, Jordan blonde, Page, uh, that Jordan Page, Tatiana Moroz, mm-hmm. yep. these types of people. If they'd have dropped a video in the Porkfest attendee chat that was made at Porkfest yeah. by people at Porkfest for Porkfest, oh yeah, I wonder what would have happened. Probably they would have been praised or something like that. Did uh, did anybody step up to defend you? In uh, the chat? It, uh, if anything, Johnson. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh. this is what you get for being involved with disreputable programs like this. Mm, no. You think that has something I, to do with it? Well, oh, probably. I'm certain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sorry, Captain. No, no, I mean, no. Free Talk Live <laughs> like, has been a target of Porkfest for years now. Yeah. Like, That's never, I mean, like, things have been kind of like, uh, you know, hatchets have been buried, but like, 
there's still clearly some amount of uh, of resentment of our program among the the official LLC of uh, mm. the Free State Project. Yeah. I'm only perturbed because it's the day the video dropped. Yeah. Right. Uh, as a heavy metal musician, an independent heavy metal musician, uh, I am used to being the underground. Right. So, you know, like Rodney Dangerfield, I get no respect. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I'm used to this kind of a thing. This is yeah. what DIY artists run into constantly, no matter mm-hmm. what type of music or art you're involved in. If you're not going along and if you're trying to like buck the system or uh, be an anti establishment, uh, you know, have uh, topics about, you know, song topics about anti establishmentarianism, that type of thing, you run into this all the time. Uh, I've been uh, asked to no longer contact, um, what's it called, Uh, uh, the USO, Mm. uh, because... The military. The the military, yeah. I tried to get gigs for one of my heavy metal bands uh, at the USO, just even locally when I lived lived in the Washington area. Is this before you became a libertarian? Uh, Yes. Okay. And denied. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please don't contact us again. We won't have your music. Mm -hmm. Right? So before Mm -hmm. cancel culture was a thing, I was getting canceled. Right? So You're used to it. I'm not... Yeah. It... what bugs me, though, is that it's supposed to be the day, right? Like, I, people were looking forward to it, yeah. right? People who were there and bought my EP on the USB card, people who right. saw the pre-release versions of well, the videos. And those all people stuff. should go and share that in the chat room. Yeah. I I just they sh- There should be another dozen plus people who bought your album that just, you know, they're already in the chat room. Go ahead and share it in there and let them all get censored. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I'm glad Johnson, again, another uh, former co-host here on Free Talk Live, was uh, coming to your defense because he's been all over uh, the Pork uh, pork Fest organizers in the last 48 hours because your situation isn't the only ongoing situation. Uh, The situation with the Body Freedom Village is hot and heavy (laughs) right now. I almost feel like if I'd have just said hey, this video doesn't have any nudity in it, and then posted the link, it would have been fine. Mm. Because they're all about, oh my God, they're all super sensitive about nudity in that chat. Yeah, it's really sad what has happened with the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I mean, having seen, been uh, attending on and off, mostly on since 2007, uh, which is the year after I moved here. I moved here in 2006, part of the Free State Project, but it was um, in September, so Porkfest had already happened. And I never came to visit before I moved. So my first chance to go to Porkfest was 2007. And so I've been there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've seen the sort of the rise in the fall. You're and like the a rise. staple of that, right? Yeah. Like, and, and like, uh, maybe you don't claim this, but like, I'm pretty sure Free Talk Live is responsible for most of the early movers. We brought a lot of people here. Even the organizer this year, Constance, told us on the air she found the Free State Project by listening to Free Talk Live. Weird. So. Uh, but now, unfortunately, it seems like what happens, and it's sad, but it's true, uh, it seems that what happens is when, even when, believe it or not, libertarians get a taste of power, they just go crazy with it. And it is just so sad, having seen, as I said, the rise and the fall, and then the rise and the fall of the Porcupine Freedom Festival... Um, brief history here. So it was very, very popular in the early part of the last decade. So like 2010, 2011, 2012, it was really yep. started to really run up in popularity. 2013, 2014, big years over, you know, close to 2000 people, like 1500, 1700, uh, people were attending the event. And then the people who were organizing it started to ban people from the event. And whether you agree or disagree for the reasons <laughs> 
for the ban uh, yeah. or the the various bans. That's one thing, and there might have been some good reasons in some cases, but they went so far with it as to uh, start checking people's cars at the gate and start checking people's, right. you know, not ID, but checking to see if they had a ticket to the event. So they actually had security at the gate of the event. And at one point when it was rumored, and this was just trolling, but it was rumored that Christopher Cantwell, who had been banned from the event, was going <laughs> Somebody's to... smuggling him in. Right. He was rumored to be planning to give a speech at a certain campsite at a certain day and time. Yeah. And so the Porkfest security clamped down and was literally popping people's trunks on the way into the campsite, the wow. campground. And, and this is in addition to, you know, checking people's passes and, and such. And it turned out to be a troll uh, thing because Cantwell was just on like a video feed or something. So he did, quote, appear at the campsite, but not in physical reality. And so that was one like really low moment for uh, for the Free State Project. And then, of course, later on, they did some more things to upset people. For instance, the vendors, uh, they kept on cranking up the rules that kept on being new rules to be a vendor at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah. If you wanted to locate in the sort of the prime real estate, which was what they call Agora Valley, I believe it is. It's like the first several rows of, uh, of RV campsites before you get down to the main bowl uh focused area so those are like the highest trafficked areas that's where people want to be and the free state project or the organizers you know they they figured this out relatively quickly oh this is the hot spot let's charge them for it yeah and so not only did they charge people what ended up being i believe a few hundred bucks in addition to the cost of reserving the site with the campground it also came with a list of rules that you had to follow. Oh, now, how neat. Now, of course, there's always good reasons, quote unquote, for rules like, you know, clean up your trash, that kind of thing. But it just kept getting longer and longer. And the list of benefits that you would get from locating there got fewer and fewer. Smaller, smaller. So it used to be like you'd get four or six passes along with your uh, reservation as a, as a vendor. And they whittled that down to like one or two. Wow. And it just kept on the price kept going up, the benefits kept going down, the rules kept uh, kept increasing. And so what happened it was either 2018 or 2019, the vendors got together and they said, "Screw this. We're not going to this is we're tired of this. We're mm-hmm. just going to go ahead and go outside of the designated vending area." Yep. And they set up a whole row, like one or two rows of RV sites that they reserved on their own, and they just moved their whole operations from what was the sort of main hotspot for vending yeah. to this place that wasn't the hotspot, but they made it the hotspot by all of them going there right. together yeah. as sort of like a mass protest that year. Well, what what we really need for this is we need some kind of organization that will check from site to site to make sure you're not vending without paying extra money. Well, that thankfully didn't happen as a result of this. The Don't free, give them any ideas. The Free State <laughs> Project actually... It's not my idea. This is what the United States federal government does now. Sure. And the, this was a reaction to Porkfest becoming like a government, like creating all these rules, having this tax, essentially, that you had to pay. And so they protested it by operating outside of the official area, and it was a tremendous success. Everybody went there. In fact, there were like maybe three or four businesses that had located in the official area because they hadn't gotten the memo or whatever from the other people they just weren't connected with the community and so they didn't know and as soon as they set up and they looked around like 
where is everybody? And they figured it out. They went to Rogers and said, can we move our site over here? And they, you know, they got to, to move out. And that whole area, which was the designated hotspot, was completely empty uh-huh. for an entire week. It was amazing <laughs> to watch it happen. And, the and this, is the, this is what should happen when you are rent seeking. Because that's exactly what this is. These are people who performed a service for people. They gave something of value. They made yeah. the whole festival better. They worked their, their ass effort. off the whole time. Right. Now, and that's- they didn't. They didn't charge the the uh, Free State Project Incorporated for this. They didn't charge Rogers for this. No, they just made the place better. That's- and in, and what did they get rewarded for this? What was their what was their comeuppance? More oh, fees. More fees, more rules, more restrictions. Right. The the thing that I want uh, I don't want to bash Porkfest here, right? Which is kind I'm of I'm not bashing him. Uh, I'm just talking about the I history. Mean, I I kind of but like I don't like I don't want to, right? I I love Porkfest. I love yeah. the people. I love uh, all the vendors, right? right. With I the love exception the good of the bureaucracy, times, it's a great all event. All that kind of thing. What, what I want to get across, though, is that the people who organize the event from year to year, and I realize this changes, changes. from time to time, mm-hmm. they all want to be respected for the hard work and voluntarily that mm-hmm. they put in. And a lot of these people are volunteers. They're not getting paid for yep, this stuff. That's right. Right? So they want to be respected for the hard work that they put in all year long mm-hmm. to make it go. Well, perhaps you should tolerate the hard work that other people put in helping you. I'm a freaking ally, and you're treating me like an outcast. So take that for what it's worth. How about you exercise some tolerance and Uh, welcome those people who are already here working towards freedom and liberty with you? Tolerance is the old way of things. Apparently, the new Porcupine Freedom Festival come 2024 is adopting an intolerance policy and they are now taking the Body Freedom Village, which has always been one of the most, you know, friendly yeah, places. The freaking kitty table. They have now been put literally to the back of the bus. Yeah. Uh, they the Body Freedom Village, for those that don't know, is the nudist at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now, maybe that's not your thing. Okay, that's fine. It's not my thing necessarily, but I did go and attend a couple of their events the two days that that I was there this year because those people are a lot of fun. They are a good group of people. They're kind, uh, and they're just a a fun group to hang around. They had some cool events that they put together at their site. This group has been discriminated against in such a disappointing fashion. I mean, it it makes what happened to you, Captain, look like child's play. I, I agree. And we'll get into that because uh, it, it has to do with that sort of the rise in the fall and then the rise. And this is the new fall, in my opinion, of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it's a sad story. Uh, and I don't I don't think they're going to change it. I mean, they got some some time to make it make a change and undo this damage. But as so far, they're putting their feet down. We'll tell you about it coming up. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. 
Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And, of course, you can bring up anything that you want to talk about. It's Ian Peoples Mountaineer and Captain Kickass here tonight. We're talking about the new video, the new music video, which I don't think we yet said how our listeners can go and watch this or these videos, oh, uh, Captain. It's, it's over at CaptainKickass.com. Okay. Uh, okay. At the top of the page, there is... What appears to be one YouTube video, if you look in the top right-hand mm-hmm. corner, it says one of three. Uh-huh. It's a playlist of all three of the videos. So if you just nice. go to CaptainKickass.com, click play on the first thing you see, it'll play all three of them back-to-back. And share them as you might. Share them as you will. Inspired. They're Creative Commons attribution okay. cool. is how they're licensed on my YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube and you want to like or subscribe, it's YouTube.com forward slash at CaptainKickass, I believe is the channel title easy enough uh and so yeah i mean i i've uh, used a distributor so it's on other places too mm-hmm. so i put them on my personal youtube channel uh, i would like to put them on the free talk live odyssey as well so that they can yeah, live sure. forever if we can it's no problem you and i or our producers can figure out how to make that happen that's easy enough um but uh, it's also on like Tidal and Apple Music mm-hmm. and like a whole bunch of other video exclusive platforms. So okay, if you're a music video fan and you're on some of these other platforms, go search for Captain Kickass. If you find a platform it's not on, let me know and I'll send it over to my distributor and say, hey, can you get it on this platform too? We'll nice. see. So uh, Vivo, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to remember what wow. else. Yeah, like, like yeah. So that's it's, like where all the music people are. It's everywhere. Big deal. Right? All right, cool. Like, so, you know. I tried Congrats, to do it, dude. Tried to do a nice. professional, That's you know. Nice. Like, I am an independent artist, but right. like for the first time in like I don't even know, man. I've been doing music for thirty five yep. years, forty years, whatever it is. Um, for the first time, it's easier than ever for an independent artist to get distribution. That's amazing. It used to be you had to be on a label before you could get distribution, huh. and so you know, ten years later, or whatever. Uh, you know, just functioning as an independent band prior to moving to New Hampshire. I'm like, oh, man, I wish this stuff was available when I was yeah. back in the day, in the early Internet days. But you had to, like, go to each platform itself and basically mm-hmm. beg your way onto it if they would let you. Uh, now the distributors have all the ins. Yeah, now you pay, like, an annual fee, and the distributor's like, oh, okay. we'll just put it everywhere for you. The thing is, is uh, the distributor did um, did not distribute one of the three videos. Hmm. Uh, it's the video for a song called Words. Okay. Uh, the chorus is, these are the words that divide. Uh, the song is all about me compiling the most politically divisive words in the English language over the course of history. Were they offended by it or something? Like, I why did don't they, know. They just declined? Like, like, no thanks. Well, I got one thing that said something about the, the Chiron, because it's a lyric video, uh-huh. right? And so I think just the, the way the... Uh, the animation for the video was shot, confused their algorithms that determine whether or not it's approved to be distributed. Weird. But the other lyric video <laughs> was mm-hmm. completely approved. Like, yep. And they even label. I didn't label it a lyric video. They labeled it a lyric video. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. Is there no way to get a human yeah, being to actually? I mean, look at it? like I've messaged the people, and uh-huh. it's just like any other thing. You got to wait. Wait, and sure. Yeah. Like, who knows whether they'll reply or not? That's why I took it upon myself to also put them mm-hmm. on my own YouTube channel, put them on my own website, so that I knew as an independent artist that the stuff that I released is actually out today. 
So due to some poor decision-making by centralized bureaucracy, namely the people organizing the Porcupine Freedom Festival mm-hmm. over the years, they started to see uh, attendance dropping. Yes. In uh, after like 2016 or so. And that was at the same time that Forkfest was started as an alternative yep. for people that were tired of all the rules and tired of all the security and tired of all the, the crackdowns on the vendors and, and all the stuff that was going on that was driving people away. And Forkfest.party is the website for Forkfest. It's a decentralized alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Still exists today. It's happening before. Underrated festival, in my opinion. Yeah, it's happening uh, also underattended, sadly. Uh, but it's happening before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That may change in 2024, because there's some, there's some talk now about you know moving Body Freedom Village to Forkfest, and other people might be upset by what just happened to you, uh, Captain, because it doesn't seem like the organizers of the Porcupine Freedom Festival at this point care about Body Freedom Village. So I, I was talking about sort of the ups and the downs. And so what brought... Porkfest back from its decline was the vendors protested and right. they said we're we've had it with these vendor fees we're just going to go outside of the vendor area see you later and so Porkfest got the message on that one because it cost them right? right like they had a this incredibly popular vendor area that was sold out year after year after year it went from being sold out to being completely empty and so they got that one through their heads and they said hmm Maybe we should change how we do this vendor area thing. And yeah. and they did. And, and they decentralized, They right? decentralized, yeah. and it happened in 2020, yeah. uh, which was, of course, the year of COVID. There weren't many libertarian, any events at all, anywhere happening. But Porkfest did happen, and that was the year that really kind of shifted things, where they were no longer... Uh, what the thing they used to do was they would like book the whole site, the whole campground, yep. and then they would sort of resell the campground out. Sure. If I recall correctly, that's kind of how it worked. You had to basically have a pork fest ticket in order to reserve a site. In 2020, it was open season. Anybody who wanted to come camp at Rogers Campground could just reserve a site straight from Rogers Campground. You didn't have to have a ticket or anything like that. And the Porcupine Freedom Festival sort of retracted its footprint on the campground from the entire thing down to the pavilion and the bowl area. Right. Great. Yeah. All we need is another global pandemic hoax. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and we Park just Fest need, will return. Yeah, we yeah. just need everyone on Earth locked in their homes again, and then we can have freedom here. It was a lot, um, you know, a lot of people said this is the way it should be. They're not micromanaging people anymore. They're not micromanaging who's camping where or who's setting up and vending. Yeah. They're letting the market decide, yeah. right? Whoever calls in Rogers gets the campsite first. Whoever's there first gets the site first. You know, that's it. Simple. The way it should be. Uh, It seemed like it was going in a good direction. Unfortunately, the next year, apparently, they reversed uh, course and they went back to the old ways of requiring Porkfest tickets. And the excuse for this is, quote unquote, theft of services. So the organizers were upset because somebody somewhere, I don't know how many of these somebodies, I don't think it was more than a handful of them. But somebody somewhere registered with Rogers Campground, got a campsite, and hung out for a week without buying the Pork Fest ticket. Oh, no. Yeah. Somebody ought to tell them there are these things called seasonals. Yes. And these seasonals, well, they didn't buy tickets at all. No, they did not. And they don't get accused of, quote, unquote, theft of services. And what were the supposed services that were being... Thieved. Well, we uh, brought people around. It was that, oh, 
you got to use the porta potties we brought in, so therefore, you know. <laughs> I think this didn't it. matter to the seasonal yeah. campgrounds. Because that's the thing. It's like just because you're on the campground doesn't mean you give a you know rats behind about what's happening at the pork fest pavilion. Yeah, that was pork fest that year. What was going on in that field was the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and the rest of it was just awesome stuff happening in the campground. Right. Thanks to pork fest bringing those people there, and it would have gone fine. In fact, it would have continued to be an cr- incredible success had they just left it alone. Yeah. But that's the problem with these positions of power is they just don't seem to be able to leave people alone and so they they cranked back up on now requiring a ticket in order to to give them some credit they haven't brought back the oppressive security at the gate there's no more gate security that's been wiped out i think since like 2019 or 2020 so no one's checking your passes when you come into the site that's the vehicle and they have sort of kept the focus in that sort of bowl area for official events Have, have you gotten your pork fest rfid chip yet right but Unfortunately, as we're pointing out here, now again, the power's going to people's heads. And somebody complained, and what they're not saying is how many somebody's complained about naked people at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which was, by the way, in the rules. It was in the ticket that people bought. There was like some... Terms of service that if said, you do even light research yeah. on pork fest, you're gonna be like, oh, there might be some. You nudity. might see a naked person. If that is too much for you, you can't imagine encountering this, or you yeah. don't want your kids to potentially see a naked person or persons. Maybe you don't belong at a freedom festival that is supposed to be tolerant and allowing of the whole range yeah. of uh, freedom friendly lifestyle. I say it all the time. I want to be completely free of coercion and violence. And I realize that in order for me to achieve that goal, I must advocate for everyone else to also be yes. that free. Yes. That's the this only is the way. Secret. That's, yeah, that's the only way it's going to happen. The only way it's going to happen. That doesn't mean that you can't have an opinion sure. about other people's lifestyles. Yeah. Okay. But the difference is, you can have your opinion, but you have to let other people live like, their lives I don't how need they want. Other people to shield me from reality. If I bump into a, a corner of reality that I'm not into, mm-hmm. I can leave. Sure. But you will be scarred for life from having seen that it exists. No, I won't. It'll turn oh, you into a gay freak. It might it might be a fun story to tell somebody later on. Oh yeah, I was at this thing and I bumped uh, into a thing I didn't like. And see, ah, that's ah. the difference between you and these complaining people is they don't like other people having their kind of fun. See, the people who are complaining, they have their kind of fun, and they're all about that. Maybe their fun is to go hunting, or maybe their fun is to go shooting, or go on an ATV, or I don't know. I'm speculating. I don't sure. know what their hobbies are. Yeah. But if your idea of fun is to be naked at a campsite with some other naked people and just hanging out or doing the naked Olympics or having a, a naked, uh, what was one of the other things? They had like a, a fashion show where you had to have a gun strapped on your body at some, <laughs> some location. Wait, naked and armed? Yeah, yeah naked and, and strapped. <laughs> So if that was your idea of fun, whoa, we can't have that because some child I mean, don't get me wrong, like, see it. I'm probably not going to that event, right? Mm-hmm. But like, they should be allowed to have it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to point out that the reason that the non-aggression principle is so effective is because it's a negative requirement. Right. Like, mm. they, you don't have to do anything in order to follow the non-aggression principle. When you're asleep, if you're in a coma, you are following the non-aggression principle mm-hmm. because it's a negative requirement. Now, this 
This is a positive requirement. You are not only required not to harm anyone, you are required to be wearing clothes. Mm. And uh, where does it end? Once you start, once you start putting positive requirements onto our social structure, where does it end? Yep, that's a great question is what are these people who are demanding that there be no naked people or sequester the naked people? It's, o- it's okay. You can go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's, there's new rules that have been put into place for 2024 for the naked people, yep. and that is that they've there's now an official area for them, which the, there wasn't before. Like I said, the kitty table. The, right? the like naked, Thanksgiving, when you put the kids at the little folding table, the naked, that's what they did with BFE. The naked people on their own volition over the last few years have located themselves in a lesser trafficked area yeah. of the park. They've formed their own little community yep. voluntarily out of the way of anybody that might complain about what they're doing. But Whoa, they might yeah. have to go to the porta potty. And if they have to go to the porta potty, someone might see but them. That's not good enough. The place where they were, which again is lesser trafficked, yeah. that's not far enough away from everybody else. So they've literally been relegated to the northwestern corner of the park, which I've is as far away from anything happening at the Porcupine Freedom Festival as you can possibly be. It's, in fact, so far that all the park models and such, the people that are there, the seasonals that you described yeah, yeah. earlier, they're up there. And, in fact, to me, this seems like a plot. Because how you could just, oh, let's put them up in the northwest corner and not realize that you're locating them right next to a group of people who are not libertarians, necessarily. These are the park model people. They're there for the season. They're there all the time. And they are the most likely, in my opinion, to not want to see naked people. But yet they've now located these naked people right next door. To the park model people. It seems like it's just asking for conflict. It's just, yeah. we want the park model people to complain, so then we're just going to have to tell the naked people in 2025, we're sorry, we tried to make this work, uh, but somebody saw a flash of a butt cheek from the park model, uh, and you just can't be allowed to be here. Because what they're saying to the naked people now is not only do you have to be in this area of the park, but you also have to separate yourself. You have to put up barriers. There has to be no one who can see you being naked from any other non-quote-unquote BFV campsite. You must build a wall. That's correct. Hmm. That's right. I'm a fan of, uh, in these situations, I'm a fan of uh, shoe on the other foot, right? Let's reverse the rules Mm -hmm. here and, and see what does that look like. What if the commonly accepted norm... Was to be naked. Mm-hmm. And Porkfest decided that, well, if you want to wear clothing, you're going to be sequestered, right. if you will, to the northwest corner of the lot. While everybody else is running around being naked, if you're clothed, you're going to be up here. Right. And you can only wear clothes, or if you're going to come down and use the well, porta potties, you've well, got to be naked. What if a child saw you clothed? Mm-hmm. I mean, they might develop all sorts of complexes and sexual fetishes of clothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I get this from, no, I don't get it from one of my favorite uses of this sort of. Uh, they might start worshiping genitals. <laughs> right. One of my favorite uh, 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 television. Uh, you know, examples of this is uh, the Battlestar Galactica reboot. 
Mm-hmm. So in our society, uh, the most commonly referred to religions are uh, that of Christianity and of one specific deity. Sure. And in fact, most of the religions are monotheistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Battlestar Galactica, the most commonly accepted religion was poly. polytheists. Mm-hmm. And it was all about, you know, basically the uh, the Zodiac gods, right? And that was there. And so here comes these crazy people with this idea that there's only one God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're the outcasts. They're the, the, the oppressed. They're the downtrodden. They're the ridiculed, right? And that kind of a thing. And I love that about that show because it, it's a yeah, juxtaposition. It's a and it, if that doesn't make you think, I don't know what will. But this is something that everybody involved in the freedom movement needs to contemplate put yourself in the other person's shoes what if your belief system was the one being targeted what if the other person doesn't have shoes that's the problem sorry (laughs) i I couldn't help myself well, they don't have to. Hold on. So the the fact that they have to erect a, a barrier between them is completely new information to me. Oh yeah. And okay. Well, so here's the thing: you will wear clothes. Now, if you don't feel like wearing them on your body, you can wear them several feet away, as long as you're still wearing them. As long as there's a barrier between my eyes and mm-hmm. your body, you can wear your clothes over here instead of on your body, but you will wear them. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. So there's been a conversation that's been going on for the past few days. Uh, Jeff Eunice is the uh, organizer of the Body Freedom Village. He's yeah. a really, really nice guy. A, a gay guy moved from San Francisco. And of course, you know, gay guys throw the best parties. So he's really great. They do. That. I'm not even gay. But oh my God, man. I have some of the best parties I've ever been to have been thrown by gay dudes. Uh, and uh, I would like to give Body Freedom Village a shout out yeah. because of what they did at Pork Fest this year. Mm-hmm. With the little flags. Yeah. So there's yeah. some controversy going and on. yard signs, too. And the yard yeah. signs, yeah. And so they decided voluntarily to have these things printed up and go around to each site individually, introduce mm-hmm. themselves, and be like, hey, uh, are, are, are you with us or against us, you mm-hmm. know, with our thing? And, you know, if so, can we put one of these flags or these yard signs at your site? And everybody who said, yes, we're with you and you can, yeah. they did. And so you knew Exactly. Which sites were friendly to, I that was really to cool. the body, body free and free talk live site was one of them. Yep, yep. And I th- like I didn't even know that this all had happened until I saw the little flag. Yep. And I asked somebody, I'm like, what the heck is this BFV flag? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's then they explained what I just explained. I'm like, that's exactly how Pork Fest is supposed to work voluntary interaction, voluntary cooperation. You know, do you approve of this? Yes, I do. Can we put a sign that says, hey, you're welcome here? Yes, you can. That's how it's supposed to work. Great way to meet people, too. That's freedom. A great way to, you know, get out there and talk to people and find out. That's voluntarism. That's the non-aggression principle. It's all that stuff at work. And there wasn't a lot of pushback at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There wasn't some sort of protest. When RFK showed up, Robert Kennedy showed up to give a speech, and the Porcupine Freedom Festival organizers botched this up by having a gun-free yeah. zone in the area where he was giving the speech at the pavilion. There was a protest, and the right, rightfully so. There were there people standing been. outside with guns protesting this particular event, and they should have done that, and they did. Never happened with uh, with Body Freedom Village. There wasn't a protest about Body Freedom Village. There, were, there weren't even active complaints against any of the naked people right. for going outside of the area they were supposed to be in and being naked. None of that happened. The complaints came in afterwards. And the thing is, 
in this in this chat that's been going on, Constance is the organizer for 2024. She was like the organizer partially this year as well. Yep. And uh, she came into this particular chat chat channel and was there to quote answer questions about this new policy, which again sequesters or segregates the naked people into one area, and they have to put up a wall essentially to prohibit anyone from seeing somebody's body parts. She was there to answer questions about this new policy and get feedback from people. And it just seemed like one of those government listening, quote unquote, listening sessions where like the city council, they've already made up their mind, Mm -hmm. but they're going to go ahead and have a two hour Mm -hmm. long session where you can talk to them. They're going to gyrate. They're going to do motion things. And And, yeah, yeah, make it look like they are caring about what you think. And that's kind of what was going on here. So I had some questions. I wanted to know. Who not necessarily who complained, right? Because fine, you know, keep them anonymous sure. if you want to. But how many people complained? What was the number? Was it a dozen? Was it a hundred? Yeah. How many people complained about nudity at Porkfest? How many of those people actually have attended the event in the past? She also said that there was her reason for this. Now this this is really uh, something else. Her reason for putting these new rules into place for the naked people was she's trying to protect them. She's see it's it's she about keeping them safe to protect the naked people. Right, right. It's about see apparently there was this what she calls brute squad who has threatened the naked people and further threatened the Porcupine Freedom Festival as an event. And so because there are people out there that are willing apparently to do violence against other people who are, who are naked or do violence against the whole event for allowing what's, this from happening. What's, what's the quote? She decided What's the quote? If if you're willing to give up freedom for security, you deserve neither. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and so she decided to keep the event safe by telling the naked people they just need to go ahead and keep to their own this new segregated zone, so we don't have the brute squad come onto the campground and start I don't know whatever the violent threats were. What the heck is so, a brute squad? Always negotiate with terrorists. Right. That's exactly people what who happened. Scare you <laughs> and threaten you in order to get their way. Yeah. That's who oh you should just God. always kowtow to and obey. Right. And so of course, that's nope, what we're about here, right? That was one of my other questions. Was well, what were the threats? Yeah. How did you receive these threats? Were they anonymous threats? Do you know who the people were? I mean, can we have some information here to inform us as to what made you make these decisions? And basically, her answer was no. Not going to give you any information about this. Like, uh, not going to tell you any numbers, or any details on the threats. Normally, if someone threatens a freedom festival, that person should be outed. That person yeah. should be publicized if it's not an anonymous threat. Right. If it is anonymous, go ahead and publish that anyway. Show people what's coming in so they know what's what, <laughs> oh, sure. what they're dealing with. And the one thing that I think was also important to note here is that no one from Body Freedom Village asked for protection. Nobody from Body Freedom Village said, oh, Constance, organizers, we're scared over here. Well, we need it? your protection. No, they're strapped. These people have guns, okay? They, they're naked and they're armed. <laughs> yes. They are fully able to protect themselves from whatever it is that comes. And this whole festival doesn't need the protection Well, that's of the what I was going to ask is, like, where is it in the, uh, the terms of service or whatever the fine print is when you buy your Porkfest ticket that says, uh, I hereby... Uh, give permission for Porkfest, the organization, to provide protection services. I don't think it's in there. It's not. I've no. read through them yeah. all. 
It's not in there. You, if it is, call 603-283-6160. And it's going to be just like, you know, the police, by the time Porkfest Security shows up, the shooting's over at that yeah, point, right? Like, probably know? the least necessary festival on planet Earth to protect. Right. It's the most, probably the most well-armed. <laughs> Besides a gun show, the Porcupine Freedom yeah. Festival probably has more guns per attendee. Well, and at a gun show, those are mostly not loaded. Whereas ours are ready to roll. Mm, that's true. That is true. Uh, so, yeah, so, this is the safest place in the entire world. We don't need your protection. We're already protected. So that's just that's what I've learned here, gentlemen, in the last uh, few days and just observing and participating in this particular conversation is that it's for yeah. their protection I, is why I, they're I'm being sure segregated. I'm sure the Brute Squad won't take this lesson and threaten further actions for right. whatever they want later on. This will just be a one-off. Yeah, what she's proven is that threats apparently work. Uh, against the Porcupine Freedom Fest. Brute by Fabergé. There's more coming up here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. So I say, I think this is a new low, honestly, for, uh, for Porkfest to discriminate against an entire group of peaceful people. The crimes of the state. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Officially released today. Yep. Uh, for your new EP that you've been talking about over the last several weeks. Released on Independence Day. CaptainKickass.com is where you can go to find the links to watch those. Uh, they're all over the music world right now on various different sites and services and such. And uh, the one place uh, they're not being found is uh, in the Porcupine Freedom Festival attendees chat. Yeah, where the you went. Porkfest attendee chat on Telegram. You went earlier today excitedly. Because you, in one of these videos, uh, which was called... It's Time. It's Time. Uh, you had recorded footage from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yes. In fact, the uh, Porkfest, hundreds of the Porkfest attendees are actually featured in this particular video. Their Correct. voices are part of the actual music. Absolutely. Um, it is a, The Porcupine Freedom Festival was part and parcel of this production. And you thought, oh, yeah. Who should see this besides people that are were who, at Porkfest? Who needs to hear this first? Like, this is literally yeah. the first place, first place that I went. went to. And then they deleted it. The the admins... Like, within minutes. Right, from the group, deleted it. And that sparked a conversation about some of the failures of the event, sort of the history of that, which we went into in detail in the first hour. Sort of the, the things, the mistakes some of the organizers made, and then the things that they did to correct it, which they did correct, and they mm -hmm. made things better for a couple of years, and then they started going back... To some of their old ways, again, to their credit, not to all of them. They don't sure. have the oppressive security anymore at the gate. That's not been going on for years, so that's good. But unfortunately, the power just seems to affect libertarians 
just like it does everybody else. Surprise, surprise. And that's an important point, that we're not special when it comes to this. We're human mm-hmm. beings, and every human being is corrupted by power. The it's more power you give them, the worse the person gets, yeah. and that's just how life works, which yeah. is why we're trying to distribute power evenly in the first place. And it, we see- It takes a hell of a person to be able to be tolerant, fair, and logical in the face of having power. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it's rarely like I've even been put into positions of power and been like, oh, yeah, well, ha, 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 mm-hmm. right. You know, like at management jobs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, like you find yourself checking yourself. You're like, I can't believe I did that. Right. So, I mean, I'm human. I'm, I'm fallible. You know, this is one of the reasons why uh, Forkfest was created was because of the power that uh, people have over the Porcupine Freedom Festival and the decisions that they make. And they're always controversial because there's always one group that wants one thing and another group that wants another thing. It's like at ForkFest, the idea is there is no one who's in charge of the event. We saw what the problem was. We were able to see clearly the problem with the Porcupine Freedom Festival is the centralization, is the power. And we're not talking about a lot of power here. We're just talking about running a damn festival, but it's something. And people will glom onto that in a way that will surprise you. So ForkFest was formed for this alternative uh, event that, you know, we don't even have an official date for because there's no board of directors to choose an official date or anything like that. It's just sort of like a consensus of people says, this is what we're going to do in the coming year. I'm ForkFesting the three days before Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. Yeah. um, We're promoting it as Thursday through Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sorry, four Um, days before. That's what we're promoting. But if you want to do three, you do three. Some people are saying they're showing up at the beginning of the week. They're going to do a full six or seven days or whatever, which I think is fantastic. I'm actually more motivated now uh, to make ForkFest uh, you know, as much of a festival as possible. I know there have been some chats going on about, mm-hmm. hey, what what can we do? Like, I, I, I'm not sure I have some ideas. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get a hold of some people. But, like, I mean, I'm more motivated now. I did my my pre-release show on the Sunday of mm-hmm. ForkFest the last day year, of ForkFest. Yeah. Specifically because, well, I didn't want to do it on Saturday because we had the wedding going on. Yeah. Right? And also I wanted to make fork fest as much of a festival as possible yeah knowing that there were very few uh official musical acts uh you know going on during yeah. the porcupine freedom festival i thought i would do mine uh on the sunday of fork fest to give fork fest just that much more oomph and make it more of a festival and i'm now more inclined to, like i was planning on maybe getting some musicians from seattle to mm-hmm. fly in Whoa. You know, that kind of a thing. Maybe put on a real thing. See if I could get into the pavilion one mm. day or something like that. Because I've got a whole kick-ass sound system that mm-hmm. I could deploy. Uh, there's some things that I need to get. But, like, they're minor things. But I'm more inclined now to do it during ForkFest because yeah. I don't have to navigate the bureaucracy. Right. Uh, I mean, our friends Matt and Nikki, they got married at ForkFest this year. Yep. But they tried to get married at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and they were declined. How do you decline that? I don't. I don't. How do you know. decline a, a a freedom power couple yeah. getting married at the largest freedom festival or camping festival? So it's just these. I mean, these errors that these organizers have been making and just blatant. Did you know they took credit for it too? Yeah, later on. Yeah, after the fact, they were they were sharing photos. Yeah. of it and acting like, like look what happened yeah. at our festival. No, it didn't no, happen, it didn't at, happen your at your festival. festival. It happened the weekend before at Forkfest. So that was the idea behind Forkfest was let's have a time at the same campground. 
either before or after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where people who don't want to have to deal with tickets and bureaucracy and asking for permission from the the Pork Fest organizers or whatever the rules are that they're going to yep. imp- implement that year can just come and hang out. And that's what was created. Um, and I think what happened with Fork Fest was it's always been a small event. There have been years where, like this year, during the wedding, there's like 100 plus, 150 people that came that wouldn't have otherwise been sure. there. So that yeah. definitely brought some things up. That happened also the same year of Jay Noon's wedding, which also happened at Fork Fest several years ago. And again, that brought in a lot of people. Um, and I think what happened was it changed sort of time frames. It was happening before the Porcupine Freedom mm-hmm. Festival for like three years and then after the Porcupine Freedom Festival for three years and now it's back to before because people are trying different things and seeing what works and, yeah. and what doesn't. And it's just, it seemed like what happened was Porkfest sort of got whipped up into shape after a few years of, of Forkfest happening. Mm-hmm. And wow. so competition increasing yes. services yes and decreasing prices what a it shock did that. it did that it's almost as if like a a, a market that mm-hmm. was i don't know free was like a good idea man yeah and that's exactly what happened the fork fest provided much needed competition to the yeah. porcupine freedom festival it wasn't a lot of competition but it was enough to where I think some of the organizers were a little irked by it, and I, I'm not going to go and name names or anything like that, yeah. but um, they ended up kind of uh, making up with Free Talk Live, and we were allowed back at the Porcupine Freedom Festival after being banned from it back in, in 2016. It seemed like things were, were coming in a, going in a good direction. They didn't crack down on the vendors anymore. They, they changed policies. They got rid of the, uh, the security, the oppressive security, and those changes have been permanent so far. But now they're making changes in another way that, in my opinion, are even worse than what they've done before. By discriminating against Body Freedom Village, a relatively small group of attendees, probably, I don't know, 1% of the Porcupine Freedom, maybe maybe 2%, you know, a couple dozen people at most. I was there for the Body Freedom uh, Village Olympics, and I don't think there was more than 12 naked people at that particular event, which would be like, about one percent of the uh, the attendees, maybe a little less. Right. Uh, so they're discriminating against these people based on question mark supposed threats that were going on. Essentially, negotiating with terrorists, doing what these people who we don't even know if they have ever attended the festival, but let's go ahead and presume they have. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. The doubt. Let's ignore the purportedly anonymous threats because it'd be really stupid to send a threat like openly under your own name right so I, i'm presuming they were anonymous threats but the organizers won't say anything about it so we have no real way of knowing no evidence. let's just presume that everyone complaining about the naked people had actually been to the porcupine freedom festival in the past and let's just presume they've actually seen the naked people because i suspect a bunch of them haven't what we're dealing with here is what you call in law the heckler's veto are you guys familiar with this concept? I've heard this concept before, but mm-hmm. explain it again. You know, there's a lot of crap in the court system, right? Like, we're, we're pretty critical of the government courts here. but Yes, I am. Every now and then, they kind of get a concept right. And the heckler's veto concept is a good concept to keep in mind. What it basically says is, if, for instance, let's say you're going to go out to Keene Central Square and, uh, listen, you're going to have an event where you speak your mind on some issue. That's your freedom of speech, right? Never. It's your freedom of speech. You should be able to do that. 
Well, the heckler's veto says that somebody issues a threat and says, if that peakless mountaineer comes to Central Square, we're going to light the town on fire. We're going to start killing people. We're going to start shooting. Whatever the threat is, right? right? We're going to beat up little girls or dogs or something like that, right? right? Whatever the threat is, somebody makes a threat because you're going to exercise your freedom of speech. And the town says, oh, somebody made a threat. We can't allow Peakless Mountaineer to come out to town square and make this speech. If he makes this speech, dogs are going to be strangled. Children are going to be harmed. There's going to be a bomb go off somewhere. That's what someone said. That's what the people threatening said was going to happen. So therefore, look, we support your free speech, uh, Peakless Mountaineer, but you can't do it in town square. Mm. That is the heckler's veto, the idea that because someone said that they were going to break the law, because someone said they were going to commit violence, therefore the supposedly protected act, the thing, the free speech in this case, should be disallowed. That is something that in the law, there is like a lot of court precedent for this. And if a town ever does something like that, you will win that case because they cannot override your right to free speech on the basis of someone making a threat. And so so even the government courts get this one better than the organizers of the Porcupine Freedom Festival because that's exactly yeah. what has happened here. Yeah, because no matter what Peakless Mountaineer might say in your example— He's not the bad guy. That's right. He's not the one lighting the puppies on fire, whatever the threat was. He's just talking. Right. And the same thing's happening at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where the naked people, they just want to be naked on their campsite. Okay? Uh, That's uh, all they wanted. Are you suggesting that peaceful people exercising their rights should be more important than terrorists? Indeed. And also, peaceful people who haven't asked for protection... Peaceful people who are fully capable of protecting themselves yeah. at the most well-armed uh, freedom festival out there. I mean, the whole narrative that the management of this particular event is pushing for their excuse for putting the naked people up in a segregated zone and they tell them they have to put up essentially a wall is complete gob- gobbledygook, poppycock nonsense, total BS. Balderdash. And it's absolutely ridiculous that this is happening. Horse hockey. And it does beg the question of... And I mean, other words that we can't say until 1030. It would be bad enough if the, all they did was restrict you, Captain, from posting in a chat room. I mean, that's, that's bad. But what they're doing to Body Freedom Village is, in my opinion, the lowest low that they have hit so far. I mean, the searching people's cars was pretty bad, but this is even worse, in my opinion, because they're literally segregating people (laughs) in a specific area designed to offend the neighbors because the neighbors of the area they're segregating them to are the park model people. They're not attendees of the festival. They're more likely than the average festival attendee to be upset by what they see. This is programmed for failure. Porkfest, where segregation and censorship are real. And so it does beg the question of what else can be done about this besides an exodus? And I know that Jeff, who's the organizer of Body Freedom Village, is in a place right now where he's trying to figure out what to do. He's built this thing that has been popular. It's thrown great parties. It's thrown great events at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He's now being told that he has to segregate and do things that are contrary to the purpose of Body Freedom Village – Contrary and to the so, purpose of Porkfest. So what does he do? Does he just put up and shut up and, you know, go ahead and try to have the best pork fest he can have under the circumstances, build the wall and make it as fabulous as possible under the circumstances? Or does he go his own way 
and either create a completely separate festival or join Forkfest, you know, join forces with, uh, with Forkfest and do his thing there where there won't be any of those he restrictions. could build a wall of naked people. <laughs> no, I don't think, they would have, I don't think that would uh, pass the new rules. I mean, not, not actual people, but, you know. Like statuesque people, ah, for example, right? Ah, uh, yes. And and actually, they really had a cool thing this year where they uh, they had printed beach towels. Did you see these towels when you were there? I think I did, yeah. They had printed up beach towels with actual like imagery of statues. So yeah. I think it was David, for instance. It which, was. There's a couple of and them. And then maybe, yeah. uh, was it the, um, the, the love one. goddess or whatever? What was it? Uh, Aphrodite. Venus or Aphrodite yeah. or something like that. So like famous naked statues they put it on like beach towels and you could wrap the towel in such a way that as you're walking around the campground wrapped in your beach towel, it's showing you a full frontal nude shot yeah. of the statue of David right where the genitals should yeah. be located. You could be like, I think I saw a guy fully clothed walking with, with one the towel. of the towels. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really brilliant. And, uh, and so those are some of the things they could do if yeah. they were to continue on. But I think that is a big question here. You had mentioned, Captain, that you're considering putting more time and effort into promoting Forkfest. I know other people have said things like that. It's one thing to say it 11 months out or, or 10 true. months yeah, out. Yeah. It's a whole other thing to keep the momentum going and actually get people uh, to show up for this. But what should Free Talk Live do? I mean, as uh, as supporters of Body, Body Freedom Village, as Body Freedom uh, supporters, we had the signage up. Yep. Uh, Aria actually did a topless event i think it was sure like did. a wednesday show yep. where there were uh, three, I was there. three people that were topless i was the- there and then like the show started and there were topless people there and i had to go do a thing yep and so i went and i did a thing and i came back before the show was over and there were even more topless people when i came there back. was even a woman there who was not topless but she had a child <gasps> oh the horror there was a child a child saw a naked breast naked breasts but here's the thing I did get one answer from the organizer, uh, Constance, of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. They are not considering topless women as nudity under the new rules at 2024. And I said, well, that's going to be the next thing. Because that's what these people who are upset at oh, nudity, yeah. they weren't just upset Guarantee at people's it. genitals. There was at least one guy who's fairly high, highly you know, well-known who was at the Libertarian Party tent, which was right across the street from Free Talk Live's tent. He was complaining that there were topless people at the Free Talk Live tent and essentially saying they should have been at Body Freedom Village. They, they shouldn't have been out. Uh, and at that time... But- but can you imagine so the chaos that would occur if a baby saw a breast? <laughs> I mean, babies yeah. looking at breasts. They don't need can to see that. It's, it, it's not like it's their major source of nutrition or anything. But this guy was complaining about the toplessness and essentially saying he wasn't going to attend next year because of topless women. So the same thing's going to happen People if they are so programmed, man. That, like, like, like your conditioning, people's conditioning. Through public schools, through indoctrination, through propaganda, through Hollywood, television, cable TV, movies, books, radio even, for that for that matter. People have been conditioned to believe that it's okay for you to force your opinions on other people. And we're here to tell you this is not okay. I want to go to the phones here. we got a gentleman on the line here. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name? Shag. Shag, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, a few things. Um, First of all, I agree with Captain. Um, This fear of nudity definitely results from years and years of indoctrination, of being brought up 
you know, by a family or by a society that shuns it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, we're all naked underneath our clothes. Right. And I agree with you, Ian, you say a lot, like a naked person is not inherently sexual. So that is yes. absolutely the truth. And I, and I do think that at Pork Fest, I, I've been several times, I do think there's this, they're trying to sort of toe this line between like, true freedom, like true liberty and family friendliness. So there's like this weird dance they're trying to pull. Like, all right, we have to have it be family friendly, but also we have to allow for people to be truly free. And so there's this weird thing they're trying to strike. And I see, I I don't think this is a dichotomous situation to me. Pork Fest is a completely family friendly event. As long as your family isn't up, Tight and conservative, yep. okay? As long as you're okay with other people being the way they want to be, there's no danger to yep. your family yeah. at this event. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I I, I did get the sense uh, this this past Forkfest that I, I feel like there's going to be more of a splintering. I think Forkfest is probably going to gain more sort of uh, attention and popularity. It just seems like I've talked to, you know, I talked to a number of people this past Pork Fest that feel like it's just a little too tame and they feel like they're being watched mm-hmm. and there's no aggression. There's no aggression being, you know, displayed, but people just, a lot of people seem to feel like, uh, like they just weren't comfortable being themselves mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And, uh, Wow, you know, as long as as long as people adhere to the non-aggression principle, like no harm, no foul, and well, you see that really... I want to just touch on that for a moment here because yeah. that's not good enough, okay, for a society. The non-aggression principle is the bare minimum accepted behavior of human beings, and that is to say, you do not aggress against your neighbors. That's all it is, right? Like you don't threaten people over whatever it is that they're doing. But the people who are behind this new restriction against the naked attendees at Porkfest, they will say, oh, well, we're being libertarian and we're not violating the non-aggression principle. I mean, this is a private event. We can have whatever rules we want, a private event. And they are right right about that, which is why, again, another example of how we've said for years on Free Talk Live, you have to have more than non-aggression to have a good, healthy society. You have to be, and you touched on this earlier, Captain, you have to be allowing and tolerant of other Mm -hmm. people, because if you are not, then it's just going to be this sort of cycle where if you are nasty towards others, towards, you know, what they're doing and how they're choosing to live their lives, that's going to engender negative feelings towards you and the way that you decide to live your life. And before you know it, laws are getting passed and rules are getting uh, promulgated, and now you don't have freedom anymore. I mean, that's just the reality of it. It comes back at you. Yep. Yep. I couldn't agree anymore. It's it's, uh, tolerance is really at the root of healthy relationship with other people well, i mean that's i'm gonna i'm gonna be the odd man out on this conversation and i disagree okay no what? i think that i think the tolerance is uh, is completely unnecessary uh what we need is the people who cannot tolerate a given thing mm-hmm. need to be in a different place from the thing that they cannot tolerate and it's really as simple as that. So, like, if, for example, you consider uh, prostitution mm-hmm. to be just an abominable act and uh, fundamentally degrading of something that is pure and holy and good and righteous, then great. Go over here where you can be with other people who also believe that or something similar and leave the people over here alone. So that's not yeah. really being tolerant. 
That's yeah, that's self-segregating from what you prefer and yep. what they prefer. Well, it is being tolerant in one respect, though, that they aren't actively trying to, to stop them, stop them yeah. from doing their thing. They're just saying they're doing the thing. I don't over like there. it. I'm going to go over yeah. here where the things that I like are. Right. But that's so just they the are nerdy. they are tolerating their decisions to. They're not live. mounting an attack. Right. Well, they're, they're, they're not. Right. They're not tolerating it in their presence. And all they're doing is following the non-aggression principle. There. Right. So they're not uh, they're not tolerating it in their part of society. They're just being non-aggressive. Thank you, Ben, uh, for the call tonight. I appreciate uh, the call. Uh, the number here is, oh, I just realized he didn't give us that name on the air. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join the show. Talk about tolerance. We can get deeper into that as well. Or I like to call it the art of allowing. It's Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday show here. You can bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160, although we've been focusing so far on some of the terrible decisions uh, that the Porcupine Freedom Festival has made up until now when they're making one of the worst ones yet to restrict Body Freedom Village, the the naked folks over at Porkfest, and uh, segregate them. That's the best word for this. Because segregation works so well, as history has shown. It really brings people together. I'm being sarcastic, of uh, course. The segregating Body Freedom Village out to the most remote section of the park, but yet also the yeah. most the area with you know the what? most likelihood oh, of offense. Wait, wait, wait. It's fine. We're only segregating the minority. You know, you know what this reminds me of? Native American Indian reservations. Hmm. Okay. That's All what right. this reminds me of. It's like, oh, we've taken over this thing. Uh, we don't like the indigenous people that are here just sort of having their way and you know, roaming about Earth as if, as if it's not owned by man. And so we're going to take them and put them on a little reservation over here so we can control the rest of it. Yeah. And they have a lot of rules, too. The Bureau of Indian Affairs and welfare. And that's a whole other story. But, Maybe yeah. the Body Freedom Village people should start a casino. well there was gambling here and there throughout the porcupine freedom festival as i understand it i'm not aware of any and it is certainly possible to create an event that is a big draw even to a remote area of the park that is a possibility if they threw an epic party or something like that it may indeed draw people however out of sight is out of mind and there that's a reality for things okay and these people are going to be completely out of sight i mean they used to be out on the outskirts but not this far out on the outskirts and they did that on their own volition so as to not step on you know as many toes but now they're being put in a place where if they were to throw a party it would upset the neighbors because the neighbors are the regulars at the park these are people who are there they exist during the porcupine freedom festival but they're not there for the porcupine freedom festival right we have no idea what the belief systems of the park regulars are and they will be the ones located right next door to what might be body freedom village in 2024 so there's no way body freedom village is going to throw some epic buzzes big gay dance party or something like that and i refer to something that happened for six years in the the original sort of come up of the Porcupine yeah. Freedom Festival that we were describing earlier on its on its initial rise yep. into popularity, Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party was one of the biggest attractions, one of the most popular, if not the most popular event 
that happened at the Porcupine Freedom Festival for six years. Uh, and it had its own controversy, right? They had to have it in its own tent. You had to be an, an adult uh, to go into the tent because the conservative types that attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival were upset that there was a quote-unquote big gay dance party going on. But nonetheless, it went on. It went on in the heart of the event, and it was very, very, very popular. It got news articles were written about it, and it attracted, uh, I think, some people to to the event that otherwise might not have heard about it yeah. in, in a good way. You cannot throw that event right next door to the park park regulars. They do not want you throwing a loud party uh, at nighttime outside of their unless, residence. Unless those specific neighbors are brought into it and are supportive of it. Yeah, good like, luck with good that. Good luck with that. I, I, I like I mean that's virtually impossible, but I you know, there is a There's possibility. There's a reason why the noise area, so if you look at the park map yeah. from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, there's like a late night party area. Sure. It is as far away from the park regulars yeah. as any area can possibly be. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also down the hill. And there's a reason for that. That's because certain people who are park regulars are the most likely to complain about noise. They aren't there for a party. They're so, there for the whole summer. So this year, you can be naked. You can party. Mm-hmm. You just can't be naked and party. This year meaning 2024, yeah. the upcoming yeah. uh, the upcoming event. So, I mean, that is going to kill the fun zone that was the Body Freedom Village. And then, of course, also putting up a wall is going to kill it as well. So, again, it comes back to this question of... You know, what do these guys do? Do they deal with the rules? And some of them are saying, well, it's at least they didn't ban us from the event. We'll try to have the best time we can have. It's only going to go so far. I mean, if if you allow, allow, I hate that word. If if the BFV people sort of allow this, I don't even know what to call segregation, this Mm -hmm. oppression, for lack of a better term, uh, to happen, that just means that once they get away with it once or twice, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. No toplessness right? coming they're, next. They're I guarantee they're going to clamp down on something else next yeah. year, right? These these uh, supposed complainers, these anonymous people of which we have no data, right? Not even a number Nothing. of people. They won't say anything about Right? Like, I mean, this could all be a farce for all we know. They, they right. want, Porkfest wants all of the attendees, when you reserve a site, to provide the names of everybody to be on that site. Wow. Yeah. Now, there's, Micromanagement. As near as I can tell, there's some like, you know, if you buy a site and you're like, I'm going to have six people here, I don't know who they are yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right? There's some like, you know, some you just put room. your name down six times or mm-hmm. something. I don't I don't know how that works because I haven't done it, but there's right. some of that going around. Um, I don't know, like, how tolerant they're going to be within that. And, like, what happens if you buy a site and then you you know you can't make it and you want to like sublease it to somebody else mm-hmm. who can use it or whatever and they have one more person than you do how does that work how does like none of this is supposed to happen it's supposed to be you uh, follow the the rules of the festival and the campground yep. and then within that everything else is fair game right uh, so you should be allowed to uh, if you have a boatload of cash and want to buy a whole row of sites, and you get in at you know timely enough, mm-hmm. you should be able to buy a whole row and then sublease them out. Sure, why not? Yeah. Right? Why not? It's the free market in action. That's what happens, right? Well, because they want to be the ones charging for those sites. Mm-hmm. So how dare yeah. you make? How dare you make money in addition to them making nothing? Money? Nothing ruins friendships when a when a bunch of money is involved.
Yeah. Or more than when a bunch of money is involved. Yeah, so this is pretty sad stuff, uh, and it, it does call into question not only what should Body Freedom Village do, but what should its supporters do as well? I mean, as a body freedom-friendly site, the Free Talk Live site, uh, should we, in solidarity with them, say, you know what? We love Porkfest. It's a great event. I mean, with the exception of the organizers who try to make it the worst event uh, possible in, inadvertently. They think they're helping, but they're not. Uh, with the exception of the organizers, it's a great event. There's 2,000 libertarians there, and everybody has a good time for the most part. It's a part. family reunion of sorts, the, the too, drama for a lot of doesn't, The drama of the organization aspect doesn't seep into the day-to-day. So do we go and do the show and, you know, and try to have a, as good of a time as possible for the sake of... You know, that or do we say you know what it's gone too far we're going to voluntarily opt out of attending this year we'll you know re- release our campsite or whatever and then just go to fork fest and do you know four days of fork fest and, and call it a year uh has it gone gotten to that point yet what's the appropriate response for longtime attendees here to this event i i don't know maybe some callers have you know, an idea or an opinion on the on the matter six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I don't feel like I don't feel like it's there yet. Mm-hmm. It's close. This is a level of restriction it's that close, is but, crazy. But also, I don't know that you know something like Free Talk Live opting out would be enough. No, no, it would yeah. have to be a significant amount of people, and I wouldn't say that we have that kind of sway over the event or anything like that. And I've, in the uh, past years when there have been controversies, I've leaned towards continuing on I, and I think you know, soldiering on. I think it's on. more important that a uh, uh, a platform of, well, almost free speech, mm-hmm. right, because we are FCC regulated, I think it's more important that, that a platform like Free Talk Live is there, mm-hmm. but yet standing up for those who are being oppressed okay. that's that's where i've lent uh I, that's where i'm at on it yeah. right now that's I where think i've that been that's for years. more important okay uh, let's continue with the calls here you're on free talk live caller what's your name stefan stefan uh calling from where georgia and you're on the air go ahead yes yeah, so i actually had a question that doesn't necessarily pertain to um pork fest but sure. rather wanted a libertarian perspective on a uh, recent election that happened in ohio okay so they recently had an election where Ohio is one of the states that has a ballot initiative, but what makes it unique is it's one of very few states where a ballot initiative is able to amend the state constitution. And recently there was an initiative to increase the threshold for a ballot initiative to pass from right. the standard 50% plus one to 60%. And I was curious as to what you guys thought of ballot initiatives constitutional amendments things like that well this sounds just another form of making sure that the people don't wield power Hmm. this just seems like another uh i mean every time that the people get any modicum of their own say in how their lives are run they change something to make sure that that can never ever happen again every time that someone gets elected to a major position that isn't part of the two-party monopoly then they make sure that, that that however that happened, the rules are changed so that that can never happen again will make it this much harder. Is that what's really going on here, though? I mean, because the argument for uh, for this increase is we're talking about changing the Constitution. This isn't just passing, 
you know, marijuana uh, initiative or something like that to make and a new law. Can, that can be one of the things. Well, it, it could be, but it would modify the Constitution itself. So this is a fairly big deal, right? Like in order to do a constitutional convention, you have to, at, the, at least at the national level, you have to have three quarters of the states signing on to that. Shouldn't there be a higher bar than just 50 votes or 50 percent plus one in order to change the Constitution? Here in New Hampshire, it's two thirds. Well, in order to do that. Well, it's a it's a trade-off, right? So what you're gaining in uh instability, you're losing in flexibility. Mm-hmm. So to my mind, look, the fact that it's this easy means that it's this easy again. So if you make it's a change true. to the constitution and you find that you don't like it, then you can change it just as easily as you changed okay. it. Now, one of the differences though is anything that say for, you know, last year or the year before or what have you that changed in the constitution, any any changes that have been made already, now those are locked in. So now those instead of having the same bar that it took to change them, you have a higher bar to remake them and if there's anyone who's like okay well we're getting close we're at 40 percent now like there's 40 percent that are like um hey maybe don't throw people in jail for uh uh having a substance that you don't like or whatever it is you know whatever thing it is that uh the oppressive people like to have that power and like that to be a societally unacceptable behavior whereas the people themselves really don't care and really don't think that violence is is called for for things like that now if you have like okay well we're at 45 percent this year but we're not quite at 50 percent oh well we better change that to make it even more difficult now stefan as i understand it this did not pass correct the people of ohio did not vote in favor of this particular change no, it, it was defeated by a rather sound margin, and okay. I have to give kind of a background on the political landscape here. The state assembly, to my knowledge, had passed a bill previously that had outlawed August special elections, but they had made an exception to it, mostly because the reason that uh, the state Republican Party was attempting to get this through was because the idea of abortion rights being enshrined in the Constitution post Roe v. Wade was in the cards, and that's going to appear on the November ballot. So this mm. was mostly an attempt to do that. Now, also, it didn't just raise the threshold, but it increased the basically the way you would get something on the ballot. So uh. The way it works now is you have to get 5% of the last general election signatures okay. in um, 44 counties, which is half of all Ohio counties. Just to clarify, you have to get 5% it, in each county, or you have to get 5% total, doesn't matter which counties they come from? Five percent in each in at least forty four of the counties, and it has to be in each county. Wow. Okay. And the the threshold is going to be raised to you have to get five percent in each of eighty eight counties. There's eighty eight counties I, in Ohio. Yeah, and it's where, <laughs> a lot of counties. Yeah, yeah and it, I think this is where Mountaineers dead on because this simply was an attempt to overthrow the people's power to change the Constitution, Mm -hmm. because it's quite clear to me that the overwhelming majority of Ohioans are for abortion rights being enshrined in the Constitution. They Mm -hmm. don't want the government involved in this particular issue. How how bad did this go down in flames, this uh, this proposal? You said it was fairly significant. This was 15 15 points, and I, I think the only reason it got as much support as it did, because it should have been defeated by way more than that, was because Ohio Republicans were kind of playing on these out-of-state evil liberals are coming into the state to put trans health care rights into our Constitution when there has been no such measure proposed. 
So it's interesting. So an, a really important distinction here. I mean, we're not talking about completely separate countries that you can't leave or enter here. We're talking about the United States. So look, if Ohio decides that they're going to enshrine uh, abortion rights in their constitution and you don't like it, go. Leave. Go to a place where you can be surrounded with people who also think that that's a terrible so idea. So this comes back to the conversation. If you don't we were, like it, leave? Yes. Well, okay, but this comes back to the conversation we were having or we started to have about the idea of allowing others to make choices for themselves that you wouldn't necessarily make for yourself. I mean, obviously, the religious uh, conservative types are really upset about abortion. They really hate that other people will do something to their bodies that they would not do. So that's the difference. They believe that this is someone else's body. I know what they believe. I, I get it. Well, um, then, they're then really don't, upset then about don't it. straw man their argument. I mean, like, let's face this for what it is. They believe that this is someone else's body. Well, that's that what they. That's too. what they believe. I get, I get that. I don't share that belief. Um, you know, for me, it's a parasite. Whatever. But uh, the thing is, they cannot let it go. And I want to give you an example of this. So, for instance, uh, Reed Coverdale, friend of the show, sometime co-host, mm-hmm. he went on TimCast this week, very popular internet uh, video show and podcast. It was his second appearance on that. And so I normally don't watch TimCast, but I like Reed. So I, I went and I watched the uh, the episode and you know was listening to it while doing other things. And Reed attempted to bring up the idea of independence, uh, attempted to bring up the idea of people separating, like you're talking about, mm. uh, Peekless. He he did mention secession at one point, but he was mostly just talking about, just move to a place. Move to a place that's more like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the main host of the show, Tim, uh, he cannot abide this particular tactic. And the reason he brings up is because, well, the people in that other place will still be doing things that I don't agree with. And that's why we need a strong central federal government oh to crush God. these people oh. from having an abortion or doing whatever other thing oh, that conservatives Timmy. that conservatives think is upsetting. Oh, Tim showing his true colors. Yes, they just cannot let it go. So while we can see, oh, yeah, just move where you want to live and then you'll be around people that you want to be around. They still can't just let go that somebody well, somewhere else on the planet is doing something they don't like i ideally you shouldn't have to move right everybody should just be like oh i'm a free person you can stay where you are and uh, be unhappy if you uh, want you're a free person and uh you know we'll just allow each other to do what each other wants to do and and be cordial to each other as neighbors and life will go on that's really all it needs to i mean like people make such a big deal out of all this stuff and it's like mind your own business mind your business well the rest of it will work itself out i mean I can see why you'd want to stop the murder of children, especially if it's, you know, hundreds of thousands every year. Now, I don't agree with them, but they really believe that these are children and that you are murdering them. Are they willing to go to war over it? It, That is the strange part. If, if, If that's true, then they should also be as vehement against statism because of the amount of people the state murders i'll grant you that i'll grant you that they won't go to war you say no they won't go to war honestly that's that to me that's a really silly concept because first of all the individuals that believe in this kind of extreme concept are a pretty large minority in this country and a very small minority of them would be willing to quote go to war Mm -hmm. and the national guard would eat them alive and throw them to the streets Thanks for the call tonight, uh, Stefan. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. It would put them in an interesting 
uh, circumstance, right? Like if we actually had what you were talking about, the idea of, okay, liberal people, you move to California and you move to Colorado mm-hmm. and you move to Massachusetts, New York State, and conservative people, you move to Texas, you move to Florida, you move to South Dakota, whatever, you know, and then you just have your conservative and liberal states and go to town. Would the conservatives then say, Oh, we just can't allow those people over there to be doing that abortion thing. We're going to build an army and we're going to invade because we care about human life so much. We're going to destroy thousands of our teenagers lives to go and stop abortion. I mean, would that really happen? Like, I'm I'm kind of torn here because on on one hand, I don't like the notion of if you don't like it, leave. Right. Mm -hmm. Because this just sounds like, you know, the statist rhetoric. You know, when when you start, you know, throwing arguments at them, and their brain, their cognitive dissonance kicks in. And, ah, well, I don't know hold, what to on, say, hold on, hold on, hold so on. So I'm going to so, tell you to leave the United States or whatever, so, right? Well, hold on. Oh, hang on, let me finish All my right. statement, right? So, so on one hand, I don't like the phrase. On the other hand, I've already moved to New Hampshire mm-hmm. <laughs> to be around more like-minded people. So, how do I reconcile those two concepts? Well, Every time that I hear that argument uh, in the in the context that you're describing, it's always over something that, like, for example, taxes. Right. Do you know where I can go that I won't be taxed? Nowhere. Nowhere. Correct. Nowhere on the face of the earth can Correct. I go that I won't be taxed. Right. So that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about abortion. And look, obviously, this is a question. There are reasonable arguments on both sides of this, and there are places available to anyone who wants either more abortion or less abortion. Yeah. You can go. Well, to, I can't go anywhere where I can get less statism to, than this. Right. Uh, to me, it's it's a cultural thing. What, what you guys are talking about is people organizing according to, we'll say, philosophical or cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. And... Thanks to the internet, for the first time, it's possible to do so. Right, right. Not even for the and the internet. I mean, the Mormons did this successfully in the 1800s. Okay, it's more possible. It's easier than now it than ever. ever has. Yeah. It's more easy to identify. Yep. You can find where your tribe. You, you might, yes, yep. and you yep. and by find your tribe, like you can pick your family. There's all these people who mm-hmm. like have and like it's been like this thing that like families have there oh family's blood is thicker than one. it's like no if your no, family sucks, just strangers you're you, born you into don't, yeah you don't have to like be around them you know you, you mm-hmm. might have to be like yeah that's my family you, you might have no to obligation whatever, to but you have people. no obligation to yeah. do anything so like you can go and find a family that mm-hmm. loves you and appreciates you for you and who you are and your beliefs and and your you cultural can and you should and if you don't because of some misguided belief that you owe something to these randos that you've essentially been born into it's your own fault for making yourself you know being staying in a miserable place i saw one of these uh you know viral videos of some lady living in san francisco complaining about how scary it is to just walk around the streets of san francisco these days right it's not like it was 40 years ago you know it's dangerous uh for people now and i'm just like why are you still there yeah why why are you staying in a place that you're afraid to leave your house you have the ability to go anywhere now in a lot of careers. Like you don't have to actually stay in a place just because of a job. And so people are more mobile now than they've ever been. You have fewer excuses than ever <laughs> the, to stay still. The irony is most of the time when I encounter a person who who uh, has, I'm going to call it a legitimate excuse to not leave, it's because of the state. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's because, oh, I'm locked into child support oh, and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or, right. uh, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. It's some state based reason yep. that, that they can't actually leave. You know, oh, my mom's here and she's in a hospice and it's already paid for. So I, I got to be, the, you know, right. that kind of a thing. Um, those are like to me, like the most we'll call them valid excuses to not leave. But outside of that, like, yes, the majority of people can absolutely leave their circumstance. Uh, and why they don't, I don't know. I the, can't tell the you. The fact why. that people do not understand what I termed earlier as the art of allowing, the uh, the ability to simply allow others to choose yeah. wrong, in so, as you may believe, yeah. make a, a wrong choice, but to let them experience the consequences of their actions right. and just allow that to happen is the is one of the reasons why getting the idea of secession out there is so hard to do. Because there are the people, it's not just the conservatives, it's also the liberals, they cannot let go of the idea of letting go of the federal government because that to them is their means of controlling the other. This group that is doing things they cannot possibly abide. You don't want to be, be an stopped. other. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the uh, the division is amongst libertarians regarding abortion? I don't know. Uh, I I, I would ho- say it's even. Specula- I'd say it's okay. roughly fifty fifty. So, but now, yeah, but I mean, yeah, hang on. But, I, I but, will say that at the moment, there's probably more that are anti-abortion than pro. Uh, but that's just a sign of the times where the conservatives have become more libertarian and is probably on the way out. But yet, libertarians can coexist. But how many of the libertarians, the most important question is how many of them believe a certain way, but how many of them are willing to use the violence of the state to put a stop to the other side? Hopefully none, or they're not libertarians. I would agree with you there. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. The true libertarian response should be to persuade people to not have abortions, not to stick a gun uh, to a doctor's head or the lady's head. Uh, There's more coming up here. Hour number three, you can join the show. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join the show here if you want. Although right now the phones are loaded up. And if you want to get in, there's only one line open, and that is not our normal calling line. That is the SIP line, as we call it. SIP. For super important person. At sip.freetalklive.com. That's not what it stands for. Really it's such an internet protocol. <laughs> that's that's so who uses it. Yeah. That's but right. yeah, super, actually, super intelligent people use it. Right. Because, because you, you kind of got to be smart enough to figure out how to do the sip thing. There's some hoop jumping involved yeah. in getting it set up, but it's there for you. If you go to sip.freetalklive.com, it's sip.freetalklive.com. We have step by step instructions for you to follow that should work. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so here tonight, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. We're going to go straight to your phone calls, and then coming up, Captain Kickass, you have a story about a newspaper that had their offices, their headquarters, raided by the <laughs> yeah. police. We'll tell you why that is and where it happened coming up here. Uh, but Dana is on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live listening to WTKG in Grand Rapids. Go ahead, Dana. So um, the Stephen that just called before the break, he was saying that the Republicans Put this initiative on the Ohio ballot to get sixty percent. And just to clarify, 50%. I just want to for you know people just sure. tuning in here, 
What happened in Ohio, according to Stephen or Stephen, uh, and I had also heard this in the news, was there was a ballot measure that would have changed the Constitution to require such ballot measures that could change the Constitution to have to hit 60% instead of 50% plus one. Uh, and so that's what the proposal was. It apparently went down in flames. The people of Ohio said, no, we do. We want to keep it 50 percent. Uh, and so they're keeping it 50 uh, percent. So just real quick, though, wouldn't it have been the most hypocritical thing in the world if they got 51 percent on that measure and then changed <laughs> the Constitution? Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah. Good just point. say it. Sorry, Dana. Well, that's OK. Well, P. Cliffs, that's called irony. So it would have been funny, actually. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um. Stephen said that um, he said that the Republicans were saying, and I'm not a Republican, but that they were saying, um, uh, oh, a bunch of trans stuff is going to be put on a ballot measure in the fall, blah, blah, blah. That's not what they were saying. And he also said they were calling evil, uh, the liberals, evil liberals out of state money. The facts are the facts, Stephen. The money was coming. Excuse me, pardon me, guys. The money was, in fact, coming from out of state. It wasn't from in-state, although there was in-state leftist money. The majority was coming from out of state. Just to clarify, the money to do what? To um, push against the ballot, the 60%. Because the fact of the matter is, so here's the thing. So for all of those, I only want the stupid people to listen to this. So when the Supreme Court... Oh, I'm sorry. Our audience doesn't have any of those stupid people. You have to be of a certain level of intelligence to listen to Free Talk Live. Okay. Okay, if you say so. Anyway, because so many people are misstating what happened, the Supreme Court did not overturn Roe v. Wade. The Supreme Court sent it back to the state. The state of Ohio is red. So what the left is doing, uh, primarily, this is all coming from Emily's List, the money and big donors to them, Emily's List, NARAL, and um, Planned Parenthood, and their sole business is murdering. Okay, hold on. Slow down a second here. Are you saying that you think the people of Red Ohio were fooled by leftist money into voting uh, uh, voting against this particular ballot initiative? Well, what I'm saying is not that they were fooled, but they were lied to. Because on the left, um, they, they, what they're doing is because of the Supreme Court's decision to send it back to the states, and you're correcting me. Well, Ian, if you believe that, a okay, lie, doesn't okay, that mean me you've been fooled? So, well, yes, I guess so. So okay. uh, let's not get hung up on semantics. I well, no, I, I think this is so, – I, look, I just want to clarify okay. here, uh, okay. Dana, th- this, this isn't a hard issue to understand, Right. Like this, it would seem to me that the people of Ohio made a pretty clear decision. It was a majority of them, a solid majority that said, no, we don't want to increase the the amount. I mean, this isn't a difficult or complex issue. How could they have been, you know, flummoxed about this? Because because the left and I've seen the paraphernalia. I haven't. I'm in possession of this stuff. So anyway, um, because they're saying that um, you are going to get. Uh, abortions completely taken away from the state of Ohio, and they're telling them things like a miscarriage is considered an abortion on the right, and so is a tubular pregnancy. 
Nobody on the right believes that. Absolutely not. A miscarriage is called a miscarriage because the body expels the baby for whatever reason. But don't you think this was a larger issue than just... I understand that certain interest groups wanted to make this out to be, this is all about abortion, but this is about changing the Constitution, and that can include a bunch of different issues. And it just seems simple to me, like the people said no. I understand that, but if they're going to, the ballot that they're pushing, they're going after individual states. So those individual states that either are going to stop all abortions for all reasons or up into a certain point, what they're trying to do is now they're targeting individual states. So they're going Uh after Ohio. They're going to go after everyone that's passed laws like Texas. And um, I think North Dakota... But can't the anti-abortion people also use this to their advantage? I mean, can't they pass a constitutional amendment with 51% that says abortions are banned? I mean, can't they do the same thing? Well, I, I, I guess they could, but their ballot initiative is going to read differently. Their push is up to birth for any reason, any reason at all. And I want to tell you another fact besides the fact of tubular pregnancies and miscarriages are are not considered abortion. Um, hospitals will treat you for that. That's never been an issue, and not with conservatives, not okay. Christians, not anyone. What do you but want to see happen, Dana? If, if you, they could pass Dana's me, law, what would it be? Um, I believe... And I know this isn't going to be popular. I don't know why, Ian, but we all have crosses to bear. I have bared plenty myself. Um, This wasn't a problem I faced. But um, that being said, I don't believe that you have the right to take life. If you believe that, then be the example and take your own first. So just want to clarify, what you're saying is you think that any form of abortion should be prohibited? Yes, okay. and except for, wait a minute, and this is the thing I didn't add according to tubular, and I want to add one more thing be, besides tubular pregnancies and miscarriages. Um, they say that they will save the life of the baby before the mother. That's not true. All okay. doctors will take the mother before the baby. Gotcha. They will first try to save both. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. I don't get why things happen. I don't understand. I do have a problem with incest, but I don't, uh, that I do have a problem with. Why is it that you want to ensure, I mean, would you agree, Dana, that the people who are more likely to have abortions are people on the left? Yes. Okay. Why would you want more? Although Christians, although Christians, when I've stood in front of a clinic praying, Mm -hmm. we've seen people we know that had 12 years of private, education, Christian education. Okay, but you did agree that that the majority of people seeking abortions are probably people on the left. So why do you want to force people who have a disagreement with you politically to reproduce? I don't want them to force to reproduce. In fact, you and I probably... But you just told me you wanted to prohibit abortions. No, 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 no. I don't want them to to push back on that, actually. I want them to... Whenever she's done getting pregnant in the first place. You know the pill is free. You know any um, mm-hmm. any prevention of pregnancy is free. Okay. And, and if anyone tells you differently, that's a lie. Clinics will give it to you for nothing. Mm-hmm. There's so, no excuse, you guys. 
So the, uh, the well, no, hold on, hold on. So, so this, that is actually the, the, the thing that this plays into. So if there is a fundamental belief that you will be able to have sex without ever having to worry about having children, then people will have a more sex, b uh, more dangerous sex, and c with partners that are not good people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what happens after that? Okay, some people get pregnant, and they will, and they will want to abort the child, but they simply will not be able to pull the trigger on that. It's because a hard when it decision co- to make. From it what is. I'm told. It's an extremely difficult decision yep. to make. So there they are. They've had they've had unprotected sex, dangerous places with terrible, terrible people, and now they just can't bring themselves to end the life growing inside of them. Okay, so what's the effect of this? You have a lot more people being born on the left to the worst possible partners. Yep. And that's what kind of a life is that for the kids. Thank you, Dana, for the call tonight. Well, and, I appreciate it. And this is why it's important to reestablish the idea that sex isn't something that should just be for fun, mm-hmm. that it is something that should be considered a responsibility. That's a whole other conversation. That's an interesting well, one. That's yeah. this conversation, mm-hmm. because as long as abortion is available, then it will always be considered that, okay, sex is not a thing I have to be but responsible But abortion will with. always be available. Even in the state where Dana gets her way and they completely prohibit abortion, it will be available in the black market. Yep. And it will become a danger. Already has been when it was prohibited. Yeah, it'll become far more dangerous to the participants that are involved in the same way that black market drugs are more dangerous than you know regular sure, drugs that you I buy mean, at Walgreens. Sure, and I can, get a, I can get a human kidney if I want to, but mm-hmm. man, that is, that is a scary, scary process. So I don't, go, I don't live my life as if I can just get human organs because I know how terrifying of a prospect that would be. And it's really unusual. It's weird. It's outside the normal. So even if, yeah, I mean, obviously, some people are still going to have abortions no matter how illegal you make it. Sure. But that doesn't mean that they'll think about that when they're making the decision. Hey, should I sleep with this person who is a terrible, terrible person? I think but, you're man, over... I'm so attracted to them. I got to say, I don't think abortion is the number one factor or even a large factor in whether or not somebody decides they're going to be irresponsible. I I don't I don't believe it. I mean, people, you don't think that people uh, you don't people think, are driven by well, their do you make desire the same to, argument for contraception. Hmm? Do you make the same argument for contraception? That's part of it, honestly. So the the thing is that contraception is the initial part and uh, is the initial promise that you can have sex without worrying about children, and abortion is the guarantee that you can have sex without worrying about children. And yeah, every part of this contributes to people having less and less responsible so, decisions so about who by, they reproduce. By your with. logic, contraception should also be made illegal. I don't know if he's saying that. You're not saying I'm, that. I'm right? not saying. No, that. I'm, I'm inferring I'm based not, on what he's saying. I'm not like saying if, that if contraception your should is, be illegal. Is consistent, right? I'm not even saying that abortion should be illegal. I'm saying that abortion being an accepted practice leads to more leftists. I, I can see where that that's has what I'm merit. saying. I that can is see where my that argument. has merit. Okay. Hmm. All right. 
I suspect that, uh, you know, back in the day when abortions were much more complicated or, you know, difficult to achieve, you still had uh, people making terrible decisions with their sexual partners just because, you know, of people were inebriated, uh, uh, people are horny, they're just desperate. Just look at uh, orphanages. I'm not trying pre, to argue otherwise. Pre-abortion, yeah. pre-contraception, look at orphanages. I so, mean, so you're, yeah, I'm not trying to argue that, they, that it won't happen. Yeah. I'm trying to argue that it will happen more often. If you if you make abortion an accepted practice, but but wait a minute, if uh, if leftists are horrible people and they procreate, isn't it human nature to rebel against your parental units, and therefore your logic isn't sound? It would not create more leftists. You don't rebel against uh, against everything. I mean, you still drink water instead of bleach, no matter how much you hate the fact that you're, no matter how much you hate your parents and their water drinking ways. Okay, that's sort of strawmanish. Well, I mean, you don't rebel against everything that your parents do. No, but you certainly do question and rebel against many things. What percentage, though? What percentage of the typical teenager is actually going to go against what their parents say versus adopt completely? Well, what and their I mean, that's a like, good okay, question. So I have like, no uh, stats on this. You know, my my dad's a financial planner. Now, I didn't have a biological drive saying be a financial planner, be a financial planner, go into finance. Sure. Yeah, I do, however, have a biological drive saying have sex, have sex, have sex. <laughs> And, so, but, I mean, one of these is a little bit more difficult to not do, even though my parents but did. But you still did adopt economics as a forte. You can't control what you're interested in. And that is unfortunate. Mm. But I can control what I do with it. And instead of, say, uh, working for one of these giant financial co companies and helping people mm -hmm. to obey the government more effectively now, and being very well paid for helping them more effectively obey the government, instead, well, I do this. Do you follow or, or um, have you adopted your parents' political leanings? Uh, some and some not. Okay. I mean, I've definitely become uh, more conservative as I've uh, gotten older, but uh, I basically that just means moving to uh, the center of libertarianism instead of being uh, an say, anarcho -communist. Are, are either of your folks libertarian? Um, do they claim they are, libertarianism or do they claim Republican-Democrat? No, they they claim Republican. Okay. Right. I, I would say that they are libertarian of center, for sure. But, uh, no, they they definitely don't claim to be okay. libertarians. Let's go to the phones here. We have on the line, he's Ricky in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Oh, hello, brother. Oh, sorry. I've taken his thunder. <laughs> go ahead, Ricky. Brother Thank Captain, Pinkless Mountaineer. And Pinkless Mountaineer, good evening. Sounds no like he doubt. says Pinkless Mountaineer. <laughs> What's on your mind, Pinkless Ricky? Mountaineer, no doubt. My luck sucks. I follow <laughs> Stefan from Ohio, who's from Georgia, who's trying not to be a statist. Stefan from then Ohio, who's from Georgia. <laughs> he called from Georgia too. tonight. He's talking about Ohio, too. <laughs> but then you got Dana, who says she's not a Republican, Republican but you could have fooled me. Mm, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I want, you know what? I wanted to ask her, Ricky, and then we just went on somewhere else. But I bet you she would say, if, if we asked... She'd be some even more hardcore right wing, like a Constitution Party person, like somebody even more. Well, hold on, hold on. So the, the, whether or not that's further to the right, it's definitely a more libertarian party than the uh, Republicans. Depends on the issue. 
I don't know. I mean, you could make that argument. I'm making it right now. Not I will, on the I war will on absolutely drugs. argue that the constitutional. Well, okay, they are minarchists. That, like they, no they actually argue for following the original people. constitution, which was a bare bones government. Now, I, I I see the obvious flaw in that that it will grow into a big old super empire like we've got here. Mm-hmm. But it is the desire to move in a libertarian direction from where we're at now. Yeah, Depends well, on the issue. But well, I get anyway, yeah, no doubt. She's no constitutionalist, I'll tell you that. Definitely not. Well, what were you anyway, calling about tonight? Well, something much very interesting. I'm sure Dana will find it very fascinating. I did. You know, I was thinking back with recent events. I'm going to get into that. And I was during the second, latter part of the second term of Obama, and I forget the reason why. But they made a big deal of it, and I thought the time was very important. Now, Obama came out the American people, and he pointed out how it's not illegal to lie. Now, I further on understood that it's constitutional. Now, he further on went to say, hey, now that lie, now that, that itself is not a crime, but if you do an associated crime with it, that can be used to prosecute you and ultimately convict you. Now, I got the surprise of my life last week. Jack Smith surprised the hell out of me. Donald Trump got indicted. Now this Jack is really Smith is the uh, is the prosecutor in that case, right? Okay. From the from the DOJ. Now he surprised me. I didn't see this one coming. It's fascinating, because yes, Donald Trump and anybody that's followed this throughout, and I have. Now we did two audits here, thanks to Scott Perry. Now everybody does an automatic audit a couple weeks after the election. One week, thanks to Representative Scott Perry, we did two. Arizona did four, by the way. Now, did that matter? No, because it showed one thing. Joe Biden won the election. That's just fact of life. And okay. oddly enough, by the same, Donald Trump got the same exact electoral votes that Biden got. And that doesn't surprise me because social demographic didn't change. But here's what did surprise me. Now, in this indictment, first thing, what Jack Smith didn't do is he didn't put charges against people like, Sidney Powell, his one-time crazy lawyer. John Eastman, who was one time his lawyer, also once known as a constitutional. Well, who did get charged? Was it just Trump? Only Donald Trump. Oh, by the way, Rudy Giuliani was named in the conspiracy. Now, here's the thing. What's fascinating is he can't get out of this because, yes, his lie was protected under freedom of speech. What lie? lie? The lie that the election was rigged, and Fox, by the way, embraced and settled. Well, what makes you think he suit? can't get out of it, then, if it's protected free speech? Because here's the problem. It was a lie, and he knew it. Now, people close to him have said, and are probably going to end up testifying. How would he know that that's Donald a lie? I mean, there was a lot of uh, questions about the election's integrity, and it's well, definitely possible that he believed that there was some shenanigans going on. Well, people can believe whatever they want, but I know one thing. Uh, well, hold on. If you he... say something that is not true, but you believe yeah. that it is, you are not by definition lying. You have to have... That's, that's where they're going with this, Ian, because mm-hmm. the only defense they have, this is what's scary, is that Donald Trump himself, regardless of any facts, or anything else presented to him, believe that he won. Now, that's going to go, not an insanity plea, but it will go under temporary insanity. Now, that's no, the they're not going to claim insanity. Got. Yeah, they're not going to claim that, insanity, and no. it wouldn't be an well, insane no, thing either. Well, supposedly his lawyers are saying. Well, but who knows what, what they're doing, actually though. saying. Well, I don't think they're going to either, because what's now they're doing is he's doing things like trying to run out the clock, trying to ro- run roadblocks. 
I don't think you can't run out the clock on these people. That doesn't work. I, no, I just no, don't. Exactly. They're going to yeah. just keep doing the same thing. They're going to keep coming at him. I hear all this about you know the election and it's fraudulent and blah, blah, and there's they're bad, all fraudulent. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm like I so don't care. This is like sands through the hourglass. These are the days of politicians' lives, <laughs> right? It's a giant soap opera to keep you sucked in and mm-hmm. to prevent you from thinking about what actually is, which is they're all effing liars, yep. scammers, scammers, scumbags. It's just a play to keep you occupied. Thank you, Ricky, for the call tonight. The number here is 603-283-6160, although this is somewhat historic. I mean, they've certainly never gone after a former president in this way ever. And, and we're not talking about one indictment now. It's what, three? Yeah, but I think they're saying there's going to be a fourth one but, coming, but it's, apparently. It's every time they dig up more dirt on Biden, they they put another indictment against Trump. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just, it's such a farce. It's the WWE. It is drama, though. Yeah, you're right. And he was in the WWE. At, Trump was in it. That's right. At one point. Yeah. So he should know, yeah. right? Yeah, he knows what it's all about. Uh, and, and, like, let's just call a spade a spade. He, before anything, was an actor. Before he got into yes. politics, was an actor. Just like just Ronald, like Ronald Reagan. Reagan. He's what? an actor. I've and seen it, this episode before. And this continues to be a very effective distraction for the American populace. Yeah, they just have a different producer, uh, you know, running the show this time. Meanwhile, didn't they, uh, aren't they now voting to send, uh, what, another... 10 or 20 or something billion dollars over to Ukraine. 24 billion. Something think, like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, there's more coming up here. You can share California is going to change its name to Ukraine so they can get more <laughs> aid faster. Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. Uh, we do have time for you. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. But we didn't have time to get to any of the show prep that we intended to. I mean, if we get a chance, we'll still talk about this newspaper story because uh, we do only have a couple calls on the line. But if you want to jump in, 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. Dash is digital cash. It is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending The crazy fees on the Bitcoin network Mm. basically make it useless, especially for small purchases. But Dash continues to have fees that are less than one cent per transaction, and they've implemented really cool features to ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from the dreaded 51% attack by their chain locks technology and there's no need to wait for confirmation before considering your dash transaction complete so it's great for merchants dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies out there and it's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets it's easy to get it's easy to use dash you can start by learning more at dash.org and now you can get dash through the maya protocol a decentralized exchange which is very very exciting be sure you look into that uh, if you're already into crypto, you can't get that with dollars on it. The decentralized exchanges don't take dollars. But if you've already got some Bitcoin or some other uh, cryptos, you can you can do something with that at Maya Protocol. Anyway, big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. Let's continue with your calls Wait, and thoughts. Is that Maya Protocol, M-A-Y-A or M-Y-A? Right, like the Mayans. Like M-A-Y-A. The Mayans. Okay, gotcha. Correct. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Major Payne on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Major. 
Yeah, and I just had some, as the captain would say, technicalties with my phone. I had to pull the battery right out of the thing. Oh, okay. But well, when I tried to call in to the live talk show, yes, sir. a lot of times I got a call and it'll just keep ringing. And then I call a different number. Yeah. I don't know I what it is with your phone, people. man, but I never have these problems. So uh, let's get to the point no, of your I, call. I, this is what you get for having no, a flip I just, phone, I guess. I just, could, could be EBCAC. I just have a new phone, for that matter. I okay. did just get a new phone. I don't know what it is, man. I never had EBCAC. never had this problem. But, uh, between keyboard and show. Go ahead with your call. Mm. What were you calling about tonight? So anyway, um, Ricky was talking about the election hijacking and all that, and I just want everybody to remember that's got common sense. Donald Trump got more votes than any president in history. And then Joe Biden, who spent the whole election in the basement cowering, somehow or another outvoted him. And there were shenanigans in at least 11 states where there was lawsuits filed and the suits were found to not have standing. Mm-hmm. And it was just a big bag of horse feathers. Yeah. No, I mean, there's. I think there's always been legitimate questions about election integrity for many, many years. I mean, this it's going to continue, and i got to agree with the captain on this. It's all a giant distraction because the idea that if Trump had won a second term in 2020, the idea that things would be significantly different today is absolutely ludicrous. It's pure fantasy. The Trump- but the good people in the military would have totally changed things. Q told us so. Yeah, well, I he said know. a lot of things that weren't that proved as to be not true. As determined as he is to get back in and all the hell that they've put him through for the last forever since he got there, mm-hmm. um, I actually think he's. I mean, because he's only got one more term if he does win, right? But if he's going to drain the swamp, by God, he's PO'd enough to do it. Right I don't now, buy it. I mm, no. if he was, was going to do it, he'd have done it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, that's he was the idea. Sure that, right. Yeah, the, the whole idea that now he's serious. <laughs> and I mean, what what hell anyway, are you talking about? You, you guys, what Ricky hell did they put him track. through? Seems like he's had a pretty cushy life. He honestly. hasn't even gone to jail on what is it? Three indictments now with dozens of felony charges. I mean, they put me in jail and our co-host nobody for he was in for six months. I was in for almost three yep. on completely victimless uh, charges regarding Bitcoin. Trump's here with like fraud charges or whatever, and they're like, oh yeah, you could just walk around, no he's, problem. He's not going to jail. No, of course not. Although SBF apparently has gone, been sent back to jail. The guy from the FTX exchange, even though some charges got dropped, they're saying that he was manipulating. Man, they just keep dropping one charge after another. Yeah, after at that, first it was one, guy. now it's five. Yeah, well, you well, know, they poli- like to protect their own. Politics isn't even why I called Ricky, and you guys just got me distracted on that one. <laughs> you remember a long time ago, you probably don't. There was um, after the after the Porcupine Fest. There was some notable complaints and pictures sent around or whatever about naked people running hither tither and yon, and uh, you, you kind of smelled that there was going to be trouble in the air. And I called in and I said, "Well, I bet you if they'd all just had boobies, there wouldn't have been no problem at all." Oh yeah, and there would. Sure- Huh? Oh, well, yeah, they would. these know. conservatives, you cannot satisfy them. They are going to continue to complain, even though the naked people are going to be put in their own little segregated corner. If some lady's walking around with her top off, uh, or we have another Free Talk Live episode with topless women on it, the conservatives are going to have a cow about that, because then they'll be they'll be yelling about, oh, you banned nudity, and Free Talk Live is ignoring uh, that. And, the, and, the, and uh, what kind of a person says, if there's naked women there, I'm not going. Have a cow? Is that an utter pun? And you, 
Ian, you just said that Constance or whatever one of the uh, head head honchos there, you know, organizing the thing, said that they didn't have a problem with the top. That's what they're saying now. That's what they're saying right now. And then come 2024 and topless women show up at Porkfest, then the conservatives are going to throw a hissy fit about that, and they're going to do the and same crap. And squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I just want to say that if there was a room full of boobs, it would be my favorite room. Right? <laughs> uh, let's continue with the calls here. But before we do that, I do want to let you know that these guys are going to return here in about an hour, uh, 1030 Eastern time for Beard Talk Live. It is. Will our beards be speaking, Ian? Yes, but they won't be on the radio because it'll be an internet-only show that you can only get on our video uh, platforms, one of which is Odyssey. That's our favorite one. We're on like, I don't know, 10 of them or something like that. We're on in Russia. We're on in Japan. Hardly anyone watches those feeds. But if you want to watch the best one, go to video, or sorry, watch.freetalklive.com. That's watch.freetalklive.com. In be Soviet Russia, beard talks to you. 10.30 Eastern time uh, tonight. So stay tuned for that. Josie is on the line in Virginia. You're Josie. on Free Talk Live, Josie. Yes. How'd you know that? I never even talked to you before. We have you on the caller ID, so we don't wow. even have to... No, you've, screening. There, you've reached the psychic hotline. I've surprised by all of these new, uh, newfangled inventions. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but the reason I would make a comment was about what you were talking about uh, about a half hour, hour ago when mm-hmm. you said you didn't say anything. It was it was the conversation back and forth as to when uh, when the uh, child is born, mm-hmm. when he's a when he's a child, and when he's a, a spirit. And I'll say, look, there are spirits all around us before they're even born and before they're even uh with a sperm and egg meet up uh it's not uh it's one of these politicians have no idea they've no don't any don't they don't know anything about metaphysics and i can tell you an interesting story from a wonderful elderly lady who uh has delivered babies for years Hmm. she's 102 now wow (laughs) so she's an elderly person and she said, well, there's, she had story after story. I'll just tell you one of okay. them. Of when the, the baby was born to this person, he was so mad at his mother. He said, I was supposed to be here first. He was so mad. He knew everything. Well, she had had a, a kind of a fun lifetime before she was married and had a couple of abortions. And then when she was married, uh, finally... Uh, she had uh, several girls, and then finally this little boy came to her. But boy, was he mad at her! He was—he—he he said uh, he knew that he was supposed, as far as he was concerned, he was supposed to be the first one born to her. When did he and say this? At what point did did the baby? He stated it as soon as he could talk. Wow! And they—and he was so mad at her. They finally sent the child away to be with a grandparent or what have you mm-hmm. for a short period of time until he kind of got over it. But they don't, not everyone is that way, but it was with this particular And so um, there was um, that going on. And then there are people who were, who she had, this doctor had in her, uh, um, she had a, um, um, she had people who were meditators, who were hippies, who were the, all sorts of things. And they would, if they had a pregnancy when they weren't expecting it by mistake, um, they would uh, kind of pray to the spirit of the baby-to-be. And they would say, I love you, but now is not the right time. Please go away and come back later. And guess what? 
miscarriage. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this uh, doctor had all kinds of interesting stories. Yeah, that is interesting. And you bring up, and I'm glad you brought this up. Sort of this metaphysical aspect of you know the the baby making process. At what point? <laughs> You know, you can argue about when it's a life or whether it's a life or not and at what point and what does science say. And the arguments on that are going to just keep going forever because you'll never be able to convince everybody. But what at what point does the thing become a human? At what point does it have a soul? At what point does the first soul breath. enter? Okay, first breath. Yeah, well, it's literally when it gets a spirit. Like mm-hmm. aspiration, mm-hmm. inspiration. These are words for breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the spirits are all around us anyway. Even right now, well, we're not. I, I just want to say. Uh, I, I just want to make a note on the idea <laughs> of enforcement that is based on metaphysics. Don't. Yep. Just don't. And here's and why: just, because you cannot just, prove to someone else that this right. is so. Oh yeah, absolutely. But still, it's an interesting but, conversation. And to so, have. so even if, even if I was completely convinced that that spirit entered that body while it was inside its mother, I yeah. can't prove that to you. Mm-hmm. Nope. I can't prove to you that a spirit even exists. We can't. So I can't well, start making laws the, based on those. And I don't think she was calling for that. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Just wanted, I just wanted to make life. that note real quick. Yeah. Go ahead, Jesse. Uh, are, are you there? Yeah. Am right I here. There? Am I with you? We have you. Yeah, You're still have, with us. The trees around us, uh, the magnolia tree and the dogwood trees, they all have life, so-called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but True. the spirits of a human to be is still even even not in the body. And, uh, and also in the, um, I think it was the Yale University School of, of um, uh, Health that uh, they discovered, first they discovered how to... How to um, tell if a person is lying with the lie detector test but then there is something even more sensitive and they could tell that the um a pregnant person would be um the the baby would be inside or the life would be inside the mother from the very beginning but it would also leave periodically it would it was getting ready to be under constru- baby under construction, so just like in a house which has Tevlar and a few, it's not really there yet. It's not a house yet, but it's under construction. Same thing is going on with the with the um, pregnancy. Josie, and thank course- you for your perspective tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Yeah. Uh, the number, if you want to join us here at six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Let's talk to Kevin. He's in Florida, listening to WVFT in Tallahassee on the FM band. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? What's really on your great mind? Great conversation. Go ahead, sir. I'll be quick because I know you're almost getting ready okay. to get over with stuff. On the secession concept, under international law of the sea, admiralty, and maritime, when you have to separate from someplace, where are you going to go? In order to be able to be accepted as a separate nation, you have to have your own <clears throat> gold. Literally, that's in their laws. You also have to have your own lawful government that the people, the men and women of that seceded place Mm -hmm. choose and you also have to have your own military that's required otherwise no other nation has to we actually have all of those things so so, um we Mm -hmm. we each have gold we have gold backs circulation our our government is actually a system of monarchies see i'm a king uh captain's a king ian's a king 
The sovereign concept works, but when the Federal Reserve hasn't had their debt paid back from the 1850s, 1880s, and the 1920s, and 1933, and so on and so forth, they still have the right to get that debt. No, they don't. Back. Actually, you're. Uh, this is where you're actually, actually incorrect. There's a scholar. Hold on, Kevin. There's this. There's a scholar out of uh, I think it's Scotland. And I'm sorry, I don't have his name. Uh, I think it's That's Matt Quartrup. Uh, Q-V-O-R-T-U-P, I believe, Quartrup. I so. uh, Matt, Matthew Quartrup. He, name. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever it, it is. is. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. he has looked into this, and because this is a big question yeah. as far as secession Indeed. is concerned, is, well, you know, if you mm-hmm. secede from a you know, mother country or whatever that whatever, has a big debt, are are the people of the seceding place going to be on the hook for that debt? And the answer is no. And this is actually settled international law. They, the countries that wanted That's this to good. be the case tried to mm-hmm. make this the case, but they failed mm-hmm. to actually implement this. So no, the answer is Indeed. if you su- successfully uh, secede from a, a bigger place, so the people decide do to not owe leave. it. Yes, that's correct. Uh, are you talking about Henrik Fortrup? No, his I think his name is Matthew. Matthew Fortrup. He's uh, he's a, sure he's alive today. Apparently, it's a Danish name. Okay, yeah, he's alive today. The he's other, like an expert the other on thing these I things. I wanted to mention was on your topic of the abortion. I hate to be so radical, but in order for a woman to get pregnant, she has to have sperm. So therefore, a man has to be involved. Now, oh. obviously, a man that forces the situation. <clears throat> well, he loses his freedom and a m- bunch of other things, mm. but he's still obligated to take care of that child. Now, more importantly, the concept of the matrimonial contract was originally designed for that purpose. The woman leaves the family under a contract with the man for the purpose of what used to be, you know, progeny and all the rest of that stuff before the marriage certificates and all the rest of that crap came along. Best way to do it now, if a man wants to get a woman pregnant to have children, shouldn't there be a contract to begin with? I mean, I mean obviously more contracts, I think, would be would be beneficial, it, certainly, to... Especially uh, if they negotiate it and yeah. both parties... Our co-host, Mark uh, Edge, did this. He actually had a contract, uh, Kevin, with no. our with his... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he can hear us when we're, when we're talking, yeah, but... Know. He keeps talking over. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mark Edge, our co-host, actually did this. He had an agreement with his wife yeah. uh, before they had a child. Thank you for the call tonight, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, and they had like you know, he he had her agree that he didn't have to wake up in the middle of the night to take care of the kid, which is a pretty well, uh, pretty wild thing to ask for. But he got it apparently. And this is the type of thing that uh, is voluntary, yeah. as opposed to the contract you sign with the state. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever want to involve the state in your personal relationship? If the contract was just between, let's say, a man and a woman who want to get married and have mm-hmm. kids, right? That's one thing. But if that contract also necessarily has the state involved as an enforcement arm of that contract, then that contract is no longer valid in my eyes. Well, it's a three-party contract. Correct. Right. Well, and and this is the origin of this is as a contract. A marriage was a contract. Mm-hmm. So that's why if you if you were going to stipulate your own particular contract, the the couple has written their own vows. Mm-hmm. This is what I vow to do. This is what you vow to do. Now that's kind of uh, moved from there, and it become like, oh, I love you, and I remember when we met, and th- th- nothing vow like mm-hmm. about that. But that's the original version of this. Was this is what I 
I promise, and that's what you promise. Now, if you didn't want to write your own vows, there was sort of a uh, a boilerplate, if you will, which mm-hmm. was the standard marriage to contract. To have and to hold and to... In sickness Whatever. and in health, yeah. so you're not allowed to divorce because you're sick. Mm-hmm. In for richer or for poor, you're not allowed to divorce because you're because you're poor. Right. So the, and the, those were real concerns because you would find people. It's like, well, I don't want to take care of a sick person, mm-hmm. guys. Well, I but think I, I but I went into this with the belief that if I got sick, you would take care of me. I think I'm going to get divorced from my wife because she's too rich. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the idea. Well. It could be, you know. I'm we sure. Were, we were of humble beginnings, and now now you're in a completely different socioeconomic class, and you act like it, and I'm just not willing to put up with it. Let's talk to uh, Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, yes. Um, so um, so we're, we're going to get a huge uh, solar company move into Albuquerque, the Mesa del Sol area. A solo company? And a solar. 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 Okay. okay. Yeah, clean energy company, and they're going to bring, like, we're going to have 18,000 new jobs created. Are you going to get one of them? I mean, <laughs> no. Why not? Why not? You'd be a great salesperson for solar. I mean, you have no problem picking up the phone and calling total strangers to advocate for the thing that you believe in. Don't you believe in solar energy? Make more money than your uh, Amway stuff, right? well, for sure. I, I have more more problems than, than, uh, than, you know, it's hard to explain what my problem is, and that's not what my issue is, but... Um, I don't you know, know. laziness really is pretty easy to explain. Governor, <laughs> Sarah, you are a great cold caller. I mean, look, the facts are you call not only do you call this show, but you also call local politicians who you have no relationship with whatsoever. You talk to their staff, you talk to whoever, you know, you call the local, uh, you know, uh, the local radio stations and whoever else you can call to try to influence them to do the things you want them to do. You've you've written letters to the editor of the the local newspaper and you've Uh celebrated many times on this show that you believe that it was your efforts that got certain things done. Now, we don't agree with you usually in what you're trying to get done, and I don't know if it's true, but you certainly believe that it's true, and so you have no problem picking up a phone and talking to people. That is one of the hardest things. She could probably excel at appointment setting. For Mm -hmm. a salesperson? Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, well, you know most what? people I, don't even I want to pick up the phone. I, know, I mean, they're de- I they're yeah. deathly afraid to get on the phone and make a cold call to anybody. Sarah's like, no problem. Dial the number. She's on the line. She's got something to say. So, I mean, Sarah, right. sales well, is the number one. Always- sales is the number one most lucrative uh, industry out there. I mean, you could really do really well, I think, with this. No, I, I, this company, I think it's building solar panels or something. I don't. They got to have someone selling them, but it's gonna. It's a huge company. It's going to be like hiring 1,800 jobs, mm-hmm. and some of them are Sounds really like it includes salespeople. <laughs> it's going to. Wait, was to. it 1,800 or 18,000? The 1,800. I mean, I'm doing medium okay. jobs, yeah, but I'm talking big. about maybe the top-paying jobs, and they're going to have really high-paying jobs, I think. But it's going to be an economic boost. I mean, you don't really know anything about having a job, but... You could if you really wanted to, and then maybe you and uh, Richard could get married. We were just talking about getting married. Are you guys going to get married one of these days? I don't know about that, but no. I do. I do That'd have my no. own volunteer job. I I really feel like I'm influencing and moving things 
Yeah. Um, I don't know why you discredit me because I'm 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 giving you credit shows. here, Sarah. I'm saying you can do this. I'm telling you, if you wanted to do this job, you could do it. We only discredit no, your you know, socialism. I, look at, yes, that's for sure. Look, I got a job of bringing in the uh, self-driving cars. How many times have I talked about self-driving cars? It was coming anyways. But I yeah, but it's oh, not that a was job. you. I thought that was no. someone else. No, it's not a job, Sarah. You voluntarily spreading some sort of uh, you know belief or some idea is just your hobby. That's your thing that you do to busy yourself. Don't, don't you see, Ian? She's a wizard. She just speaks no, I, things wizard, into existence. You know, uh, look, we got two self-driving taxis in San Francisco. That's a huge accomplishment. How can you I, say I even, like I, I know you like job. to consider yourself you part of the collective, else? but you are living in Albuquerque. How can you even say we have self-driving car? I mean, it's a stretch to say we when you're talking about like the local sports team. I mean, that is that I don't buy. I certainly don't buy that you are part of San Francisco being in Albuquerque. All right, hold on. You you are a national show. You have uh-huh. international callers. Many Californians yeah. calling your shows. Okay, so yeah. they are listening, and then people are tuning in on the computer. Don't yeah, but you are not part of that. Com- you're not even part of that community. I mean, that's like saying that. we to refer to the entire Western Hemisphere or something like that. Okay, but we we don't know who. There's enough people listening in California. People that was uh, for the. If you've never cars, ridden in the just, self-driving car, it is not your community. Thank you yeah, for the call I'm tonight. Gonna, you, nah, that's enough. Can't I just take credit for other people's doings? I mean, I I mean, I I wish that Sarah were alone in that. But too many people uh, around the globe uh, that I have run into uh, that exist take credit for other people's accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it seems to be the very foundation of white nationalism. Every hardcore right-wing racist that I've ever talked to, they will tell you all about our accomplishments Mm. as the great white race. And it's like, really, what did you do? As they're talking from the trailer park. we established democracy and we did this and we... It's like, you did none of that. (laughs) You're drinking a beer on your trailer (laughs) veranda. Uh, all right, and that's and that's exactly the point. These garbage people can't do anything for themselves, so they want to take credit for what others. Do. Hey, I like my garbage person. He does a good job taking no, no, my trash. That's people that do garbage. Not out of time tonight. You guys aren't though. Coming up in a half an hour. Check out watch.freetalklive.com for Beard Talk Lives episode tonight. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupine Real Estate.com.